It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I don't need that. I don't need that. What are you drinking? I'm talking about. Yeah, I Yes, folks, it's 2001, a space odyssey, and boy, are we feeling into space today, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only fitting because the day is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. It is a party with limousines, with wine, with champagne, and we're ready to toast the man in style, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday to probably the greatest of them all, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to what will be a very special historic day here on Raw Radio Episode 178 for Monday, February 25th, 2019, 22519, ladies and gentlemen, here at 178. And let's give you the number right now, ladies and gentlemen, 1-605-562-0444-138744. Pound, you can join us till 5 o'clock this afternoon. I am your host, however, the enforcer, the ice man, Jared DiGirolamo. Joining me today is the total package, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross. We will be expecting, of course, the, uh, let's just say, the dragon, of course, here later on this afternoon. Our good friend, the rattlesnake, and Nail Patel, along with the American Dream, Fonzie. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the stinger himself, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, along with the rest of the panel, way too top to handle what will be a very historic afternoon here at Raw Radio. John, it's only fitting that we play this today because it is definitely going to be a party like none other today as we welcome you to 178. Of course. 
And yes, folks, we're going to talk more about that here during the course of the afternoon. So give us a call. Put your feet up right now. Listen to the radio, however, and turn us on, however, because we're ready to rock you out until 5 o'clock this afternoon. And we'll tell you why here in just a little bit. John, as we start the news today, of course, the big news, of course, is what happened last night in Hollywood, if you will. The Oscars have been named, however. Green Book was named the best picture. Bohemian Rhapsody's Remy Malik won for best actor. Lady Gaga won for best song for A Star is Born. The story here is Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, and, of course, Spike Lee, Black Klansman won for best adapted screen. Play Regina King West for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Olivia Coleman won for the favorite, as she was the favorite and surprised everyone by taking home the statue over Gaga and going close. Hollywood's biggest night, no host. It was definitely a party in Hollywood last night, and boy, oh boy, the stars came out of shining last night in Tinseltown. Your thoughts about the Oscars? It did. The only thing I liked most was Lady Gaga and uh... Bradley Cooper. Yep. Incredible. I mean, no question about it. You talk about one of the most beautiful, most um, amazing moments in Oscar history, ladies and gentlemen. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga for the song Shallow, ladies and gentlemen. They were not shallow, ladies and gentlemen. She took home the Golden Globe, or excuse me, the big award, if you will, as she won the Golden Globe, too. But she won Hollywood's biggest award, the Oscar. Congratulations to her. Congratulations to Spike Lee. Congratulations to Remy Malk for Bohemian Rhapsody, which I told you folks, that was one of the better films I've seen this year, ladies and gentlemen. It was incredible. He was the first Egyptian to win the Best Actor Oscar. Congratulations to Marshala Ali, who took home another statue for Best Supporting Actor, of course, over, however, Bradley Cooper for his role in Green Book. And congratulations to Green Book, most of all, however, for winning the award for Best Picture, barely edging out Roma, edging out Bohemian Rhapsody, edging out Vice, if you will, as well as many others, ladies and gentlemen, including Black Klansmen. It was definitely a party last night in Hollywood. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, on Outside the Rope. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, 11.30 p.m., Definitely, you want to stay tuned. After all, what will be an exciting night, Howard. John will have a lot to talk about the show in Atlanta as we are here in Atlanta tonight. Get ready for the celebration like none other. As you know, of course, the big celebration we'll talk about here in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. John, some other news going on before we get into the birthdays and dates, of course, is what happened on Friday. The WWE, let's just say, cut their payroll a little bit, Howard, and brought back a familiar face at the same time. First off, the familiar face, in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Pritchard. Yes, folks, Bruce Pritchard, along with Shane Helms, ladies and gentlemen, will be joining the WWE Creative Writing Staff team, however, beginning today. As a result, however, they let go TJP, Hideo Tommy, however, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, the perfect end, Ty Dillinger, on Friday. If that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, there was reports, however, there was a pissing match between Ric Flair's good friend, Double A, Arn Anderson, and Vince McMahon, if you will. And after 17 years, the enforcer was just basically forced out the door. John, your thoughts about the releases and the new hires that WWE brought in on Friday? I really hope this works out because you've got a lot of people leaving and it's been that way ever since CM Punk took his ball and left. Indeed, and of course we'll have more to talk about here this afternoon. John will stress that out more tonight, as I said, 11.30 p.m. on FacebookLive.com. Check it out under GROHS, however, ladies and gentlemen. He will have a lot to talk about that tonight and some other things, including Hollywood's biggest night as well. John, you were about to continue. Sorry about that. Go ahead. But I hope Pritchard... Yes. But I hope Pritchard works it out. 
I hope so, too. I mean, he's been really iffy the last few years in TNA Global Impact, as you know. And with him coming back to WWE now, Howard, after being away from WWE for quite some time, Howard, can he put it together? Can he really mesh it well? We'll see, Howard, beginning at 8 o'clock tonight. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a familiar face is returning, John, and we'll talk about him very quickly before we get to the birthdays and dates. Roman Reigns. Yes, folks, the Roman Empire is back for the first time in three months, Howard. He will give us an update on his health issue. He will talk about it more on GMA tomorrow. Your thoughts about the return of the Roman Empire coming home to Monday Night Raw for the first time since his uh, announcement back in late October. Uh, I hope it's a good announcement. I hope so, too, and a lot of people have been definitely uh, supporting Roman, wishing Roman nothing but the best. We have, too. We hope to hear more about this coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk more about it also tomorrow night on Wrestling Revisit. Be sure to check that out. one three nine nine two six pounds at 7 p.m. Jordan T. Smith, myself, John, and the rest of the panel. Way too tough panel. We'll discuss it. 9 o'clock, we'll share about it on Raw, of course, Revolution. Of course, John, will have your birthdays and dates, ladies and gentlemen, on that. However, as he does every day on the Talk Show Radio Network. And, of course, Jordan and I will have the news headlines for you beginning at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. Then Thursday, check out Wolfpack, 138521 pound, of course. Yes, 138521 pound this Thursday. And then Friday, folks, we'll start March with a bang a few weeks before Fastlane and rev up the car for Fastlane, if you will. This Friday, ladies and gentlemen, 138055 pound as well. Be sure to check that out on Friday. We'll tell you what's coming up on Wednesday in just a little bit. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to turn it over to the man, of course, who I called, of course, the total package, at least on this day. How He is the total package because he delivers a lot of things in bulk and order, ladies and gentlemen. He likes to do it very well, Howard. He is my tag team associate, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine from Front Royal Virginia, where hopefully the weather's a little bit warmer. And folks, before we get into that, Howard, we just want to say to everyone out there, we hope everyone is safe and okay after the nasty weather that happened over the weekend. I know in my neck of the woods, it was windy and just downright chilly, to say the least, the last couple of days. It's supposed to warm up here, however, but I know a lot of people lost power over the last couple of days. Hopefully they'll be getting their power back soon. I know my sister was without power at 8 o'clock last night, and it just came back on within the last hour, so that is good to say. Uh, say good news to say the least, Howard, considering they were out without power for 12 hours. We only had a little bit of a short outage, Howard. John, did you guys lose any power down there in Front Royal? Short outage. Short outage, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did, too. So, okay, that's good to say the least. But, again, for all the people in Pittsburgh and everyone else, Howard, please be safe. Please be careful. We advise that every day here, whatever you do, Howard, whether it's going out, uh, doing whatever. But, folks, we hope you're all okay and safe and secure. But in the meantime, as I said, folks, we're going to have a lot more to talk about here this afternoon. It is going to be a party. We're ready to continue this party, Howard. Now we're going to turn it over to the Human Suplex Machine a.k.a. the Total Package, who has our birthdays and dates, and give us the scoop on that. And when we come back, folks, we'll have a lot more to discuss, including a look back at last week's uh, after, uh, let's just say, Elimination Chamber Raw, and then we'll get you set up for what will be a big-time party at 3.30. So, John, go right ahead with our uh, birthdays and dates, please. 29 years ago today, WWE presented the main event from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. The show took was the WrestleMania 5 rematch for the WWE Championship featuring champion Hulk Hogan and challenger Randy Savage with world heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson as the special referee. But Tyson right. pulled out of his scheduled appearance and the WWE got new world champion Buster Douglas to take his place. Turned out to be cost efficient as well as bringing in Tyson would have cost the company one million. WWE paid just one ten thousand to bring in Douglas. Yep. 
and we talked about him a few weeks ago, folks. This was a guy who was a 42-1 to underdog in Tokyo who beat Tyson in the Tokyo Dome, if you recall, in 1990. Fortunately, Mike Tyson would find his way back in the WWE in 1998. Yes, yes he would. 22 years ago today, WCW presented Super Bowl from the Cal Palace in San Francisco, California. 13224 were in attendance with 275,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, this was Hogan the Hogan. Yeah, I was going to say, Hogan, yeah. Hogan, yeah, you were saying about Hogan. Yeah, Hogan and Sting. This was the rematch from Starcade. No, 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 no. Hogan and Piper. Piper. Oh, okay. That was Hogan and Sting. My mistake. Okay. Yes, you're right. Go on. Yep. 20 years ago today, Richard Wilson, known to wrestling fans as the Renegade, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in his home in Atlanta, Georgia, at the age of 33. Yes. Sad. That's, that's the guy who looked like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> yes, that's what WCW thought they were typing uh, up as the next ultimate warrior, a.k.a. Jim Helwig. That's right. Yes, you are right about that. I remember he was at one time fighting for the TV championship, I think it's... Guys like Arn Anderson, uh, I think Dean Malenko, Prince I.K. were a couple names that I know he took on. So they're very interesting names there, folks. Yep. 17 years ago today, Ring of Honor was born. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to ROH then. And that was founded by, of course, Rob Bernstein. Yeah, well, yes, yes, very good friend of mine, Mr. Rob Feinstein. Yes, indeed, uh, Rob's a very dear friend of mine uh, from RF Video over there near Philadelphia, which I will say this past week, however, was a very interesting affair Saturday night. John, I'm sure you uh, got to see maybe a little bit of that game between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and the Outdoor Classic. 66,000 people packed in Lincoln Financial Field there Saturday night. Of course, the Penguins lost a tough one, of course, however, 4-3 to three after leading 3-1 to one for much of the game, however, before falling apart. And also, John, I will say this, however, I want to congratulate your boys for taking one of our boys, however, again. Carl Haglin is now on your team. you got a big bruiser there. And I'll tell you what, after not playing in L.A. that much the past month or so, it's going to be interesting to see if the Penguins can make it to the playoffs in the next three weeks. I know the trade deadline is today. I know the Caps have not made a deal yet. The Penguins have not made such a deal yet. I know some other teams have made some deals. But I'll tell you what, if it's Pittsburgh and Washington round one, Get ready for World War III once again, folks. Anytime these two teams take to the ice, whether it's Crosby and Ovechkin or Tom Wilson and uh, Chris Latang, it is always a no-holds-barred steel cage match a la Ric Flair, Dusty Rosie. Where these two respect each other maybe a little bit, but the fans don't, Howard. And believe me, this could be a preview of round number one. But I want to congratulate your boys for taking Carl Hagelin away from L.A. I know he was very unhappy in L.A., and now he's with you guys, Howard. You guys should do very well with him, and it should be very interesting to see if you guys can make it back-to-back as far as the Stanley Cup goes this year. Please yeah. continue. Yes, please right. continue. 16 years ago today, WWE presented No Way Out from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yes. Yep. And this was Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin's first match back as well. That's right. Yep, he defeated that's right. Eric Bischoff. And The yep. Rock defeated Hulk Hogan. Yeah, see, I didn't understand why The Rock and Hogan went back to rematching each other less than a year after Mania 18. I think that was when Rock was starting to uh, phase out in Hollywood again, and they decided to turn him back into a heel, because uh, I know Hogan had been over for quite a while since the Mania 18 bout the year before. I, I'd never understood why they went back at it a second time, but maybe they just needed something. But uh, I heard different stories about that. 
15 years ago today on Raw from Omaha, Nebraska, Victoria defeated Molly Holly, Jazz, and Lita in a fatal four-way elimination match to win the WWE Women's Championship. And in the show's main event, Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff went to a no contest when Brock Lesnar attacked special referee Steve Austin. That's right. Um, Nine years ago today, WWE presented the debut episode of NXT from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. Six years ago today in Waco, Texas, The Undertaker and Sheamus defeated Wade Barrett and Damian Sandell. This was Undertaker's first in-ring appearance since Raw 1000 the previous July. Huh. Yep. Five years ago today, WWE presented The Elimination Chamber from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Of note, Dish Network did not carry the pay-per-view due to the imminent rollout of WWE Network. They would double back on this and carry WrestleMania 30. But would once again discontinue pay-per-views following the event. And I remember this show very well. The Wyatt family took on the Shield and also the Elimination Chamber match as well. Yep, and uh, let me see if we got any birthdays for that date. All right. Sorry about that, sir. Oh, don't worry about it. No, no, no problem. Mm-hmm. Good time. Hold on, Janie. Take your time. And while John's researching that, folks, we want to remind you that next Monday, folks, we will have our fast lane uh, prediction show. I don't show see anything. Soon. All right, before we go to Sunday, John, I just want to tell I was telling everyone, next Monday, folks, here on Raw Radio, we will have for you our Fastlane predictions, folks. Our, we'll talk a little bit about March Madness as well, folks, so you might want to stay tuned for that. That's a week from today, ladies and gentlemen, as we start off March with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, a couple weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, March the 11th, ladies and gentlemen, I will be at WWE Monday Night Raw at the PPG Paints Arena in the Steel City of Pittsburgh, my hometown, folks. Tickets are still available for that show. Next Monday, they are going to be in our good friend, Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer's neck of the woods. In fact, I talked to Greg about a week ago. Greg told me I think he is going to be actually attending that show, I believe, unless he's going to the Wilkes-Barre show the next night, which is about an hour and a half away from Philadelphia, which is a week from tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. But also, we want to remind you that tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, SmackDown Live will be coming to you live from the Queen City of North Carolina near Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Time Warner Spectrum Center, ladies and gentlemen. Tickets, I believe, are all sold out for that show, as well as tonight's show at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Let's you can get them right now here. But I would definitely check it out very soon, however, because tickets are flying off the shelf very quickly for these next two days, however. And as we said, we told you where we're going to be next week for the go-home show prior to the chamber. Fastlane, I almost said Chamber. Then, of course, two weeks from Sunday, we'll be there in Cleveland at the big Q, Quicken Loans Arena in the city by the lake, Cleveland, Ohio. Two weeks from today, Pittsburgh. And then two weeks from tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, SmackDown Lots will be coming to you live from the Buckeye State of Ohio as we come to you from the home of the Wright Brothers, the Flyers, if you will, at the Nuttier Center right near uh, Dayton University and Wright State University, I believe, Dayton, Ohio. So be sure to check that out in the next few weeks. John, let's go to Sunday. 28 years ago today, WCW presented Wrestle War 91 from the Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, it was 28 years ago. Um, 
The Fabulous Freebirds defeated Doom to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And Larry Zabisco and the Four Horsemen beat Flying Brian, Sting, and the Steiner Brothers in a War Games match. That was an intense match. I mean, that was when Steiner, or Sid almost broke Brian Pillman's neck, I remember, in Phoenix. That was a very intense match. Yeah, well, uh, I did. I, I did see one birthday, though, John, real quick. I was sorry. I, I did just notice yeah. it now, real quick. There was one birthday I said I forgot to point out. Happy 35th birthday to Mike Fidel. Believe it or not, so happy birthday to him on this oh. past Saturday. Hope it was a good birthday for him. So let's go. Let's continue on with Sunday. Go ahead. I know. Twenty-four years ago today in Erlinger, Kentucky, Dan Severn defeated Chris Candido to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, the Beast, Dan the Beast Severn. That's right. I remember that. Of course, uh-huh. Chris Candido. We know about years him. Ago, Twenty-two years ago today on Monday Night Raw. From New York City, ECW invades the Manhattan Center. Oh, yes. I remember this. Yes, yes. And three more notes with this show. First, this would be the last time Raw was ever filmed at the Manhattan Center. That's right. Uh, Mixed martial artist Ken Shamrock made his WWE television debut. And the surprise return of the Legion of Doom. That's right. Yes, I remember that. Yes. And, of course, we all know about the Manhattan Center. Uh, A lot of people have said over the years that the Manhattan Center, ladies and gentlemen, was nothing but a cesspool or, let's just say, a run-of-the-mill, run-down arena. But, of course, we know just last year how they had the Raw 25th anniversary there, I believe, or not, if you recall. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Jenny. I'm not... No, it's okay. Take your time. Okay. Um, 17 years ago today, World Wrestling All-Stars presented The Revolution from the Aladdin Casino Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, 16 years ago today on Raw from Toronto, Ontario, Booker T last eliminated The Rock to win a 20-man battle royal in a world heavyweight title match at WrestleMania 19. Fourteen years ago today, WWE began contacting former ECW wrestlers to take part in a June 2005 pay-per-view. That pay-per-view was called ECW One Night Stand. Ten years ago today, WWE announced in a press conference that WrestleMania 26 would take place in Phoenix, Arizona. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. Eight years ago today, WWE announces in a press release they have signed Scene Cara. Um, also, TNA issued a press release saying that Bart Scott would be featured on the March 3rd and March 10th episodes of Impact. And Bart Scott, of course, a former NFL player with the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets, I believe now he is and a member also, of CBS Sports Ding Radio. And made his return as well to defeat Jeff Hardy to win the NWA TNA World Heavyweight title. That's right. Five years ago today, WWE Network launched in the United States. Happy birthday, WWE Network. Yep. First tease as a paper. TV channel in September 2011, 
but they missed out on it. And that night on Raw, Terry Bollea, best known to many as Hulk Hogan, returns to WWE and announced himself as the guest host and star of WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. That's right. I do remember that. Yes, quite well. Yep, but he didn't last long as, nope. as he was released in July of 2015, but he did make a re- two returns this this year. Yep. One at Crown Jewel and the yep. other on Monday Night Raw to celebrate the life of Mean Gene Okerlund. And do, and, we see maybe, do we see maybe a third one possibly this year at WrestleMania 35? I've got to ask you. Do you think we see that? Or maybe tonight, who knows? Or maybe tonight, uh, yeah, with Ric Flair's celebration, yeah. I didn't yep. know about that, you're right. And yep. I do see the birf- some birthdays. Yes. JD. I, I do, do too. see one, two, right. Shinsuke Nakamura and Corey Graves. Happy birthday to both of them. Shinsuke turns 39 and Corey turns 35 years old. Yes, and Corey, of course, as you know, has had a rough go at it as of late, let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, but he's trying to get his life into order, but uh, he is also from my hometown of Pittsburgh, and like I said, I mean, we all rag on Corey Graves, and some of us do like him, some of us don't like him. I'm in the mixed minority, but uh, being from Pittsburgh, of course, being biased that I am, I mean, he is a pretty good guy, I heard outside of the announcing gig, however, somewhat, uh, depends on who you talk to, but yes, happy birthday to the former two-time NXT World Champion, the King of Strong Style, and the current U.S. Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, indeed. And happy 35th birthday to Pittsburgh's own Corey Graves, however. Uh, as I said, folks, however, happy also 5th birthday, as John pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, to the WWE Network, who turns a big whopping five today, however, on this date. So happy birthday to the WWE Network. I know this week they're going to be putting a lot of old and new stuff on, including some unstuffed footage. Uh, John, I've got to ask you real quick before we get to Monday. Have you seen the Mark Henry story yet? I have not had a chance to see not that yet. yet. You have not seen that yet? Okay, well, I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm sure you will, too. Folks, I have heard it is a very, very good thing. So if you get a chance, folks, and you want to give us a call before John gets uh, Monday's birthdays, let's give us, give us a ring, one 562 pound This is episode 178 for February 25th, 2019. The Human Suplex Machine, the Tonal Package, John Gross, and, of course, the Iceman, the Enforcer, JD, here right now. We will be expecting the American Dream and the Dragon very soon. Dusty Rhodes, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Dragon, and Nell Patel, the Rattlestink, if you will, Mr. WCW himself, the Stinger, if you will, and ladies and gentlemen, of course, we will also be expecting some more guests, including, ladies and gentlemen, of course, some other big names, including the King of Kings, ladies and gentlemen, Harley Race himself, GTS, the Black Widow herself, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Lindodds, however, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, the Barry Windham of the group. Folks, it is going to be a party, like I said. We're just continuing on here. And before we get into that, we want to remind you that this Wednesday, of course, we'll talk about the aftermath of the Oscars and give you the rundown of the box office. What moves were the tops this week? Check it out with John and myself and Mr. WCW, 6.30 p.m., 141387 at Outside the Ropes. And who knows, we might have some movie trivia questions for you as well, besides the box office report and the latest headlines this coming Wednesday, on the final Wednesday, our leap year, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, this Wednesday on Outside the Ropes. Now let's go to Monday. All right. Um, 29 years ago today, NWA, in association with WCW, presented Wrestle War 90, Wild Thing, from the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Right in Chad's neck of the woods, yes. Chad, Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, that's right, yep. Yep. Uh, 24 years ago today, 
ECW presented Return of the Funker from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. Yep. Uh, 18 years ago today, WWE presented No Way Out from the Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Triple H defeated Stone Cold in three stages of Hell match. And uh, The Rock made history by becoming the first six-time WWE champion. Yes. Uh, six years ago today on Raw from Dallas, Texas, John Cena defeated CM Punk to earn a WWE championship match at WrestleMania 29. Mm, that's right. And one let me year ask you, ago, let me ask you let me ask you real quick, John. Uh, you were just talking about some stuff here. I'm talking about that. I got to ask you outside of this real quick. How overall there has been discussion. I know for the last. We've talked about this on and off here the last several months, however. Uh, baseball related real quick, however, and we'll talk about baseball here in a couple weeks here, hopefully, as well. With spring training just officially underway, there has been discussion about your boy, Mr. Harper. I know for a fact he has already had discussions with uh, all Philadelphia, and there's already been discussion that the Dodgers might be throwing their weight into the mix, too, however, at the last minute. We could have a deal done in the next few days. Although the Nats have not said anything yet, how there is still discussion about that. Where do you think Harper's going to end up? Is he going to stay as a national this year and maybe play his way out maybe later this year? Or is he going to go to like somewhere like Philadelphia or possibly somewhere else? I mean, what's your take? No comment. No comment? Okay, that's understandable. Go ahead, uh, please continue. All right, one year ago today, WWE presented the Elimination Chamber. And, get, and for the first time, the women were in the Elimination Chamber match. That's right. I do recall that, yes. Yep. All right. Ric Flair is not the only person to have a birthday. Today's a happy 37th birthday for Mike Kanellis' wife, Maria. Yes. The very sexy, beautiful Maria Kanellis. And happy sadly, we would have had, had Sean O'Hare turn 48 as well. Yes, very sad to say the least what happened with him, however. Happy birthday to him indeed, however. Uh, happy birthday indeed to Mr. O'Hare, however, who of course was a member of the WCW group, the Natural Born Thrillers, in 2000. And of course at one time, uh, let's just say a crazy guy in his own way, let's just say, in his own way, let's just say, but happy 48th birthday to him. Uh, is that all we got? And, yep. Good. That's all we got? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, John. Indeed. How are ladies and gentlemen? Uh, our birthdays and dates again supplied by the Human Suplex Machine, ladies and gentlemen. How are, oh, and there was one more birthday I did just see moments ago, folks. I'll tell you real quick. How are, uh, happy, uh, let's just say, 36th birthday to Steve Lewington, better known to you all as DJ Gabriel at one time in WWE. But, folks, Ric Flair, of course, Maria Canales, and Sean O'Hare's birthday today. Definitely uh, worth talking about here, especially Ric Flair's birthday. And we'll talk more about that here this afternoon. Let's give you the number again, one 605 Sorry about the noise there. We had a little drum in there, folks, ladies and gentlemen. And as we said, folks, coming up tonight at 11.30 p.m., folks, it is going to be a party like none other. However, our Facebook Live.com. John will have a lot to talk about tonight, of course, with the celebration of the 16-time champion, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Flair, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, as we said, we're going to hear from all of you here this afternoon. We would love to hear from your thoughts about this, ladies and gentlemen, here right now and get uh, his thoughts as well. But, folks, like I said, you talk about some of the greatest moments over the last, well, let's just say, what, 45 years, John. I mean, he is 
done it all, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, he started out, of course, in the AWA when he started training there. He then went on to the Crockett Federation, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, do other things. However, he has been in ring with some of the best wrestlers of all time, whether it be Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, uh, Road Warrior Hawk, the Stinger, let's just say Lex Luger, Hulk Hogan. He has done all those things, and then some, ladies and gentlemen. Who am I talking about? Yes, folks, the man who turned 70 who had a big start of his celebration Friday night with people like Shane O'Mac, as I said, Charles Barkley. Uh, his uh, wife was there, however, let's just say, however, uh, I forget her name, uh, uh, Fifi, that's it. She was a character named Fifi, if you will, back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. Wendy Barlow is her real name, ladies and gentlemen. We heard Shane O'Mac was there. Like I said, we heard a bunch of names were there. Michael P.S. Hayes was there. It was a party, let's just say, and it was definitely worth celebrating, however, if you will, this past Friday night here in Atlanta. But, folks, the party's not going to stop now. No, 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 no. It is far from stopping, ladies and gentlemen. And here this afternoon, we're going to talk about him right now, here and now. Probably the greatest man of all time and led also one of the greatest, that was part of the greatest, one of the greatest factions of all time, ladies and gentlemen. He kissed the women, he made them cry, and he definitely had more shoes had more shoes that basically would cost anything, more than anything, let's just say. And they were more than his house, if you want, his cars. But, folks, he did a lot of partying, too, however, and he's paid for it at times, however. But, folks, his documentary has also been very touching and also heartbreaking to watch. But he is still, to me, the Cal Ripken, the Iron Man of wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. He can go all night long, 60 minutes every night, however, no matter what. And he was tough and everything, no, no questions about it. John would vouch for him. Too, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, we're talking about the birthday boy himself, folks. Flick Rick, if you will. Richard uh, Flair, if you will. Better known to you all as Ric Flair. John, when it comes to Ric Flair, he is the Iron Man, and he has done so much over the last 45 years. Where do we begin? Well, well I don't think you can begin. <laughs> yeah. I mean... If you want to talk about one of the best, one of the uh, most unique moments of the year, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you can talk about, however, one of the best moments happened in 1981 when he became a champion for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. He held the NWA championship. Of course, he, of course, had some great battles, like we said, over the years with a lot of people, however, that were in the ring with him, however. And it's like I said, it's a who's who of where you begin. To me, my first moment of Ric Flair, my first really good moment of Ric Flair, I would have to go back to Thanksgiving night, 1983. I was too young to watch this, but I've watched this many times over on the network and on different DVDs, folks, including um, uh, to he uh, put this match he put on a couple of his DVDs. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the granddaddy of them all, the one that started it all from closed circuit TV to uh, pay-per-view, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, it was down in Greensboro, North Carolina, Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, and we had a lot to be thankful that night in Thanksgiving of 83 when he took on the seven-time champion, ladies and gentlemen, handsome Harley Race in a steel cage, or a fence, if you will. Gene Kanisky was your referee, and we had seen a few months prior to that, ladies and gentlemen, he had been beaten up and left basically uh, just left sprawled out like a basically a raw piece of hamburger sprawled across the ring, not even turned over. He was just basically washed up all over the place by guys like Harley Race, Cowboy Bob Orton, and of course Dirty Dick Slater, however. But through his friends of Chief Wahoo McDaniel, Rick Steamboat, and of course Roddy Piper, ladies and gentlemen, he fought back and defied the odds 
and finally he got race where he wanted him, even though race was dead set against fighting him, however, in his hometown, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, on Thanksgiving night of 83. In the end, however, Flair became a two. That's right, a two, 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 two-time champion, ladies and gentlemen, in the confines of a cage, thanks to Gene Kaniski. And it was an amazing match that closed down Starcade 83 and definitely gave the NWA a chance to, let's just say, continue to grow from there. John, this is my first great moment of Ric Flair. What are your thoughts about the cage between him and Race from Starcade 83? Awesome. That's the awesome word I could say. Indeed. Indeed. And, of course, he had lost the title... Earlier in the year, of course, two race on a very questionable decision near Race's hometown, if you will, in St. Louis, at the old St. Louis Checkerdome Arena, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. But Flair, however, who, uh, let's just say, by any means necessary, he talked to Bob Geigel, he talked to Bob Cottle, he talked to Jimmy Crockett Jr. to get this match signed and sealed. Race, as I said, was dead set against this the whole time, but in the end, however, he had no choice but to fight Flair on his terms in Flair's hometown. And let's just say... Race wasn't too happy, but over the years, however, however, he's forgiven Flair, let's just say, however. Another moment to me, however, before we turn to John's first moment, however, would have to be the next year, however, 1984. He took on Kerry Vaughn Eric, however, in Dallas, however, at the legendary Bowl two years after what was a hell of a match at the WCCW Star Wars Christmas Night Show at Union Arena. This time it was in the Bowl in honor of David Vaughn Eric. Carrie's brother, who had passed away tragically and suddenly, of course, just a few months before, due to a ruptured intestine at the age of 25, ladies and gentlemen. On this night, Carrie Von Eric dedicated the win and his family's legacy and his friend's legacy, however, to one of his more unique opponents, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Ric Flair. Rick would win the title back a short time later, but on this night, it was Kerry Von Eric hoisting up the gold and denying Flair a chance to leave Texas once again as champion. We saw the match at Star Wars, of course, just a year before, and here it was less than a year later, two years after they had fought, if you were early, less than two years after they had fought, I should say, this time in the Cotton Bowl at the WCCW David Von Eric Tribute Show. John, I've got to ask you your thoughts about the cage match with Von Eric Howard in 82, and then the return engagement a short time later at the Con Bowl in 84. I love this match. That was a good one. Yes, it was. It was indeed, folks. Uh, you're up now. You have a couple moments to choose from Ric Flair, so let's hear what your uh, couple moments that you bring up now and people you want to talk about when it comes to Ric Flair. Um... I think the one where he won the Intercontinental title. Oh, yes. Please tell us the story about this. We'd love to hear the story about it and get your uh, feedback, get your uh, overall general assessment, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Go right ahead. Okay. Hold on one second. All right. On. Time. Can you hear me? I can eat just fine, no problem. Okay. Hold on. All right, no problem. All right, here we go. All right. 
I'll, I'll share the story on Wikipedia. All right, here we go. Um, um, after Vin Flair turned face for the first time since 2002 for going on to win the Intercontinental Championship, and the group was dissolved. Yes. Yeah, I remember his Intercontinental Championship matchups against Triple H. Yes, I do. Yes. In the cage and in last man standing matchups. Yes. JD, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. No problem. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I can hear clear. But, yeah, I really enjoyed Flair being Intercontinental Champion until he lost the title to Shelton Benjamin. Yes. That was actually the first time he held that title, I believe, too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was one of the very first times I remember he held that piece of gold. That was one of the very belts he had never, ever held in his adult life, however, in his career. Yes, I do call that now, yes. Very good yep. moment there. All right, you got another one. Go ahead. It would have to be the I Quit match against Terry Funk. Oh, yes. 1989, the Clash of Champions, however, New York knockout in Troy. November of 89, yes. Oh, my. That's, that's, a, that's a great moment there, yes. A lot of people remember that moment, however, very well. Very good uh, memory there, uh, if you ask me. Like I said, that was a very, very good moment, if you will. We saw what had happened, however, believe it or not, however, actually, believe it or not, however, uh, leading into that match, Flair and Terry Funk had had a big feud, of course, uh, from the summer of 89 till the latter part of the 89 year, if you will, and it culminated, of course, we saw what had happened, of course, the month before Halloween Havoc Hour in uh, Philadelphia, which, by the way, I'm still watching, by the way, folks, in case you're wondering what that match was. It was Ric Flair, of course, and uh, a guy who would be one of his greatest opponents in the late 80s, early 90s, and throughout the 90s, if you will, folks. The man known simply as Steve Borden, a.k.a. the Stinger, if you will, taking on Terry Funk of the Great Muta, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, in Philadelphia in the Thunderdome cage match that saw Bruno San Martino, believe it or not, as the special guest referee at the legendary Philadelphia Civic Center. And from what I heard, that match is an incredible match to go back and watch over and over again, no question about it. Uh, go ahead. Your thoughts about the I Quit match, please. Well, it was an awesome match. Yes, it was. It was a very good match. I would definitely agree with you there, no question about it. Uh, very good moments here, John, certainly no question about it. And uh, you talk about another great moment, however. I'll go back up again, however, before we get to you, however. My next moment is a good one here. I'm going to say uh, the match he had with Dusty at Starcade 85, which led to the Dusty finish, of course, in the Omni, if you will. In case you're wondering, folks, Starcade 85, the gathering, was a great match, a good pay-per-view. Uh, they had some really good matches on there, including the Rock and Roll Express against the Russian team of Ivan and Nikita Koloff, if you will. Magnum T.A. versus Tully Blanchard, probably one of the most intense I-quit matches up to that time, ladies and gentlemen. was definitely a brutal one. Ric Flair and Terry Funk was as good, too, but I'm still thinking Magnum and Tully still sold the show there in 85. But in Atlanta, folks, the legendary old Omni, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair tore it down that night in the main event, of course, on Thanksgiving night, ladies and gentlemen. It was just absolutely breathtaking to watch these two guys just 
steal it. I mean, they absolutely stole the show, however. No pun intended, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, we saw what happened, however, when these two guys definitely made things fun. Huh? So I would definitely put that one up there, however, as far as that matchup goes. However, John, your thoughts about uh, Flair and Dusty, part two, this time in the Omni. Pretty awesome. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No question about it. I would agree with you there. And uh, with that being said, let's go to your next moment, Howard, because I understand you have another great moment coming up, however. Yep. The one where he feuded with The Undertaker in 2002. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yes, indeed, folks. That was a very good match. Uh, Please give us your thoughts about this one. Uh, That was when Flair tried to break the streak and when Undertaker went after its family. Mm-hmm. That's right. He, uh, like I said, he definitely uh, had reason. Like I said, it was it was very interesting, folks. I mean, you talk about a very interesting match, folks. However, that was a very interesting match, to say the least, of course. That was, as we said, folks, at WrestleMania 18, folks, a very, well, unique match, let's just say. And they had a lot to say on this uh, particular show. Rick Flair, of course, fought a very entertaining matchup against uh, Rick Flair, of course. I believe he fought Flair, what? Three times, was it, or two times? I can't remember. Um, I'll have to look into that. I think it was a couple of times, but that was in the 90s. That's right, he did. You're right. You're right. Uh, very good moments there, folks. Uh, no question about it. John thought of a great moment there, folks, and definitely that was definitely worth uh, watching. No question about it. How a uh, very very historical moment to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another one that was very interesting, however, and we will be hearing, I'm sure, more from uh, hopefully Fonzie and, uh, like I said, Nell here shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Another great moment of mine, however, is down in Mr. WCW's neck of the woods, however, in Greensboro. And, John, I think you know which match I'm talking about. The infamous 45-minute battle at the Clash Champions 1, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, him and Sting, of course, tearing it down. Anytime him and Sting got in the ring, whether it be on a pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen, like Clash of the Champions, Starcade, however, a normal house show, however, uh, Halloween Havoc, it didn't really matter, Great American Bash, those guys always found a way to just deliver, however, and like I said, I would say Sting was one of his better opponents in the late 80s, early 90s, of course, into the 90s. We saw the matches that happened at Starcade 89, we saw what happened at Clash of Champions 1, we saw what happened, as I said, at the Bash in 90, however, we also saw some other great moments over the years. John, your thoughts about the Stinger and Ric Flair definitely uh, sharing, uh, let's just say, a lot of uh, magic in the ring with each other. They've had a lot of great battles over the years, and you just can't pick one. Yep, torn a showdown. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And like we said, folks, they didn't call Ric Flair the 60-minute man for nothing, folks. Believe me. I mean, he, he would, there would be nights, however, he'd be wrestling four or five nights a week, ladies and gentlemen, however, sometimes even six, however. He would do a double shot on the weekend, like sometimes in the early afternoon, and sometimes he would do one at night, folks. However, but I'll tell you what, folks, however, he always gave it his all. Like I said, some of those matches in the late 80s into the 90s, folks, were definitely worth watching. And I'll tell you what, folks, it was a treat to watch those ones. John, you're up again with the next moment. Okay. Flair, okay. Him and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. Wow. Great moment there. Great, great moment there indeed. No question about it. Of course, a lot of people talking about that to this very day. Uh, yeah. Go ahead with your thoughts, please. Um, one of the great matches. 
Certainly. Certainly, no question. I would agree. Of all time. Yep. I would agree. I would definitely agree. No question about it. Of course, uh, you talk about uh, Orlando being the most uh, special place on earth, ladies and gentlemen. However, it was definitely this one, however, between these two. Uh, yep. We were definitely. Yep, and, I'm still uh, here. Okay, I was just making sure. I was just making sure. Uh, I was just making sure you're John still with us, Tom. Yeah. Um. Uh. My next moment, however, is another good one, however, and I'm going to uh, go to one more moment, and then John will go with one more moment. If we go to the not-so-great moments of Ric Flair, however, and then we'll talk about the ugly moments of Ric Flair, too, however. Okay. Uh, my last moment, however, uh, would be the battles he's had with Ricky Steamboat. You talk about uh, another great opponent for Ric Flair. I mean, the three matches in 89, however, I which just had recently 30 years ago last week. The matchup at Clash of the Champion 6, Raging Cajun, folks. Those three matches there, folks, are three of the greatest matches of 1989, Howard. It's hard to say which one's best, Howard. I would say how Russell War is number one, with Chi-Town Rumble coming in at number two and New Orleans number three. Those are the way I see those matches. But I'll tell you what, folks, those three matches never, 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 never disappointed me at all by watching them. And I've had a chance to go back and rewatch all of them again. Uh, recently, I just had a chance about a week ago to watch the Chi-Town Rumble one again for the first time in a while. Uh, the Clash of the Champions one I watched over the Christmas vacation just this past year, ladies and gentlemen. And then I watched the Russell War one a few days after that. John, your thoughts about the three matches Flair had with Steamboat in 89? Um, yeah, Flair and Steamboat, they've had pretty good rivalries. Yes. I will say that. They did, no doubt about it. And uh, what would you say, however, is your order as far as uh, the matches go? However, that happened in 89 with those three. Uh, I would say... Greatest rivalry of all time. Yes, no question, no question. Very interesting that you bring that up. All right, let's go to your uh, next moment. What do you got as far as our next moment goes, however? Okay, when he was um, part of Evolution. Ooh, yes. Yes, I would agree there. Very good moment there. Uh, of course, he teamed up with the Viper, Dave Batista, Triple H, of course. It was sort of like a, a lot of people thought it was going to be a knockoff on the Four Horsemen, but I'll tell you what, it was definitely not a knockoff on the Four Horsemen. They definitely went out there, and uh, just like the Horsemen, how they got the job done, folks, and they found a way to get it done, ladies and gentlemen. That, that's a very good one there, John. I like that moment, however, you brought up just now. Uh, no question about it, however. Very, very good, unique moment, however. Uh, that being said, however, uh, let's get your thoughts about the Evolution one, however. Um, when he managed Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton, I didn't think this Evolution thing would work out, but, mm-hmm. but it did. Yes, it did. No question about it. It definitely did. No question about it. You're right, however. It did, however. And it was a big success, as we all saw, however. Very good point indeed, John. Very, very good point indeed. However, I have to agree with you there. All right. Our next one, however, is a very good one. However, the not-so-great moments now, Ric Flair. And there's been some good ones, however, too, that have not been so great, however. And uh, I want to let you go first this time. What was your first not-so-great moment of Ric Flair that stood out for you? Um, 
I can't think. Okay, you want us to come back, maybe? Yeah. Okay, no problem. We can do that. Uh, my first moment would have to be the battle he had with Eric Bischoff outside the ring. You know, I would say him and Eric Bischoff having their differences with, uh, like I said, with uh, their, both in and out of the ring. I mean, they had a lot of different opinions with each other, ladies and gentlemen, uh, both on and off camera over the years. However, I know Ric Flair and uh, Eric always fought, however, and Ted Turner was always trying to play peacemaker with them. However, but there were times, however, outside of the ring, however, especially when Bischoff was running things as executive vice president. He talked about it on his 83 Weeks podcast, show, which, by the way, you can check out on 83 Weeks uh, with Eric Bischoff on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. He talks a lot about wrestling past and present. But he mentioned that over the years that Rick was always a hard person to deal with, especially the one time, I think it was around this time 20 years ago, that Flair really just never got along with him and Vince Russo. But mostly Bischoff. I think both of them he didn't get along with. But mostly Bischoff, because Bischoff would always find a way to either knife him in the back or betray him. However, by putting Hogan above him. However, and I would say, however, there were some battles both on and off TV with Flair's family. However, that uh, Bischoff really didn't care about as far as Flair's family goes. However, he just felt like Flair should be there all the time. And there are times are that Flair did a little too much. Let's just say, however. As far as partying goes, and when he came to the ring, uh, there were times he wasn't in the best shape to wrestle. He just wasn't in the best shape to compete. And Bissell said, it doesn't matter. Go out there and perform anyway. You're the champ, Howard. You're the big star of this show. However, besides Hogan, we need you to be up to your ability. And he always uh, found a way to just uh, didn't like that, what Bischoff did tell him at times. I would have to uh, say that was kind of uh, undercutting him in my eyes. Your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, I would agree. All right, your uh, next uh, moment uh, here. Go ahead. With what he did to Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yes. We know the history about him and uh, Miss Elizabeth. Yes, and Randy Savage back in the early 90s in WWF and later on WCW. Yes, of course, that led to a match at WrestleMania 8. Uh, Very good moment indeed, John. Very, Very good moment indeed, however... Uh, this was after he had just uh, come aboard in WWF from WCW after leaving the company, however, and was challenging uh, the big names like Hulk Hogan and others. Uh, a very good point indeed, though, John. I would have to agree with you. Very good moment there. And I'll stay on those lines, however, with my uh, next moment, however. You brought up that moment just now. I'm going to talk about the moment, however, from 1991 that led to the Undertaker-Hulk Hogan this Tuesday in Texas fiasco, if you remember that. He, of course, felt that he was the real world champion. Hulk Hogan felt he was the champion. Of course, these two were supposed to originally fight, however, for the first time, however, at WrestleMania 8. But, of course, instead, as we said, uh, Flair got uh, Savage instead, however, and Hogan got Sid, however. And a lot of people felt that the two big stars of the 80s, if you will, between Hogan and Flair were supposed to fight. Well, they did fight at times, however, either against each other, however, on non-TV shows, like in uh, different arenas throughout the country, like I believe uh, a couple of times they fought in your neck of the woods, John, in Washington, D.C. I think they fought a couple times here in Pittsburgh, as well as Philadelphia and New York. But when it came to pay-per-view, like a big, big-time show, like whether it be a Survivor Series or a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble, hell, even a King of the Ring, however, that never happened. Of course, their first big encounter would not uh, emanate until 1994, when Hogan decided to leave Vince McMahon after 10 years and show up in WCW. And, of course, they had their infamous match at the Bash at the Beach, which saw Shaquille O'Neal as the guest referee and Mr. T in the corner, along with Jimmy Hardhauer of Rick Flair, or excuse me, of Hulk Hogan, to uh, deny Rick Flair and scary Sherry Martell, if you will, the championship prize. Hogan had just come in uh, to WCW after being with Vince 
for about 10 years. And what happens, his first month and a half, couple months in, he's making demands to guys like Bischoff, who had just been named executive vice president, along with Ted Turner, who had just bought the company several years before from Jimmy Crockett Jr. And he says, oh, I want to take on Ric Flair. And Flair, I want your title right now on the line, even though he had just won the title against Vader in a really good match at Starkade the previous year. And what happens? Uh, Flair just finds a way to uh, bow down to him and just give him what he wants, Howard. You know, I mean, they had some good matches, don't get me wrong, but I just feel how around this time, however, when Hogan and Flair had their issues in the early 90s, this is like 1990, 1991 we're talking about, I think it was really at a crossroads where wrestling was on both fronts because first off, you had Vince McMahon soon to go to be testifying in front of the com- Senate Committee and Congress, Howard, on whether or not he supplied his wrestler steroids or not, guys like Hulk Hogan and others, Howard. And Flair, of course, he had just left, of course, WCW after having a falling out with management. Howard, this was before Bischoff came in, folks, when he was having his differences with guys like Jimmy Hurd, however, and Ted Turner. And uh, he decides to pack his bags and say, oh, I'm going to go to the WWF and give, let Vince give me a chance, Howard. And he did okay. He didn't do bad, I would say, Howard. But he could have done just a little bit more, Howard. And, of course, he went back to WCW shortly thereafter, after they had gone through four or five different guys as executive uh, co-director, guys from, like Bill Watts, to Ole Anderson, uh, to Bill Shaw, and others, if you will. So that that was that was my next moment there. So very good moment you brought up there, John. Uh, let's go to your next moment, however. Okay, the next moment I want to say is Flair trying to bring the WCW belt to WWE. Yes, 1991. Yes, we just brought we had that just as we just bringing that discussion in. Yes, go ahead, please. I know you're wanting to talk about this. Go ahead. The stage is yours. Yeah. Well, he did bring the belt, but I don't think WWE at that time were very happy about it. No, I don't, I don't believe they were either. That sounds right to me, yes. Well, like I said, they, they, definitely, they were definitely not happy about that. Uh, my next moment, however, is a good one here. Uh, I think you might remember this, however, and I know Chad does quite well whenever I met him. He's talked about this moment before, folks. Uh, when Flair was the Black Scorpion in 1990, this is late 1990, early 1990, this is when he was on his way out WCW, as I mentioned earlier, folks. However, I mean, I mentioned him, uh, mentioned the thing earlier, and I was really not that impressed at all about the gimmick, Howard, personally, in my opinion, Howard. I just think Flair, under a mask as the Black Scorpion, Howard, was just not that great. I know, I'm sure you heard the story too, John, that Jim Hurd wanted him to cut his hair, get an earring, and make him look like a gladiator called Spartacus. And he told uh, Hurd, Howard, in no way am I going to do that. I will not do what you say. I don't care what you say to me. I don't know how you do it, Howard. I just think it's just ridiculous, Howard. I think it's hokey. It's, it's, uh, it's just absolutely cheesy. In every sense of the word, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, like I said, however, it's just, it didn't seem appropriate at all, however, mind you. Uh, your thoughts about this? Um, what were you saying? The infamous Black Scorpion angle, however. Your thoughts about this? Yeah, that wouldn't work. At, that didn't work out very well for him. And before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring in now the American Dream, ladies and gentlemen, as he is now here with us here at the 10 to 4 hour, ladies and gentlemen. He is the heartbreak kid, ladies and gentlemen. He is our good friend here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome him here to 178 and what has been a very celebratory day, ladies and gentlemen. The American Dream is your heartbreak kid himself, Fonzie. Fonzie Baldwin. Stop. Nothing. Uh, we're having a little tough time hearing you. John, is that your signal? Yeah. Okay, we're just checking. I didn't know. Okay. 
Uh, we were just talking, Fonzie, about some of the great moments of Ric Flair. Uh, we had some great moments already listed. However, we're going to have some more listed here shortly as we hope to hear more in just a few minutes from Mr. WCW and, of course, Indel. But uh, we listed some great moments already, including Dusty Rhodes, Mickey Steamboat, Sting, Harley Race. Uh, it is Flair's birthday, as you know, today. Give us some of your favorite moments of the uh, 16-time champion, Ric Flair. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. I can't remember. There's a lot of it. Uh, yes, certainly. Uh, I think the best one was the he was in Evolution. Yes, John brought up that one. I brought up the uh, cage match with uh, Harley Race in Starcade 83. That was a good one. Mm. That was a very good one. Uh, another one we talked yeah. about was his bouts with Sting. Of course, Hulk Hogan, we just talked about him a few moments ago. John brought up Randy Savage. That was a real good one there, John. I did like that one. That was a real good one you brought up there. Uh, I brought up uh, some others. There's uh, so many. I don't know. Yeah. And it's it's crazy when you think about it. As I mentioned here earlier, before you came on, and I mentioned it in this... uh, uh, John heard me say it earlier today. It's just crazy to, to believe that he's 70 years old today, ladies and gentlemen. Believe me, Jeez. he is the big 7-0, I know. And, and he, I'll tell you what, though. It's a, I mean, my mom said a pest earlier today. This is kind of funny how she said it today. She said, it's amazing he's still kicking. I said, yeah, I know, it is. It really is. Uh, guys, uh, talk among yourselves of uh, whatever you guys want to discuss. I'll be back in about two minutes, and uh, we'll continue this discussion. I'll be right back. Okay. How's the weather down there, John? A little windy. Yeah, up here too. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? I'm at oh, I'm at Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was wind. It was it was wind like crazy out there. On oh, the I know. I know. But I mean, one minute it's sun- it's sunny and it in the sixties, and then the other minute. I know. <laughs> I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. And I will say this, though, and I will uh, ask uh, Fonzie his opinion on this one. Fonzie, we talked about Roman Reigns coming back tonight. What are your thoughts about Roman returning tonight? See how he looks like. Uh, yes. Let's see. Yes, we will. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do have reports tower of a trade for the Penguins today. Apparently, the Penguins made it. Oh, uh, here we go. What is it, J.D.? It is. Let's see. I'll tell you in a minute here. I'm getting in here. Tanner Pearson is on his way, believe it or not, to Vancouver for Eric Godbranson, believe it or not. What? Yeah, apparently Tanner Pearson is gone. However, ladies and gentlemen, he is on his way to Vancouver, believe it or not, for physical defenseman Eric Godbranson, however, believe it or not. In case you're wondering who this guy, Godbranson, is, we'll tell you about his background right now very quickly. He is 6'7", 
250, both, or two, excuse me, 27, my mistake. He's 6'5", 217. He has two goals, eight points, and a minus negative 27 rating this season. He led Canucks defensemen, however, with 132 hits, believe it or not. Pearson, of course, was acquired from L.A. in November in the Carl Hagelin deal. He had nine goals and 14 points in 44 games with the Penguins. Now, this guy, he makes four million, two years left on his deal. Pearson has an average of $3.75 million and has two years left on his deal. So, folks, there you go. Another deal real quick. Also, I just heard this just moments ago, some other deals going on. St. Louis has acquired Michael Del Zoto from the Anaheim Ducks. Marcus Johansson has gone uh, to uh, the Boston Bruins from the Devils in exchange for a second-round pick this year and a fourth-rounder next year. But the big surprise, folks, Wayne Simmons is heading to Nashville. Yes, folks, he is on his way to Nashville as the Flyers and the Predators play Let's Make a Deal today as Ryan Harmon and the conditional fourth-rounder were thrown into that deal along with Matt Hendricks going to the Winnipeg Jets from Minnesota. And Nathan Ballou was traded from Buffalo to Winnipeg in exchange for a sixth-round pick. And the Wild, of course, got a seventh-round pick to the Ducks or the Jets. So those are some of your deals going on right now. But the Penguins, not a really smart deal here, in my opinion, however, as I thought they would have gone after someone else. But, folks, unfortunately, that is not the case. They have decided to go over there in that deal. Before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we also want to welcome in now, ladies and gentlemen, he is the American Dream. I already mentioned him already, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Dragon today, not the American Dream, ladies and gentlemen, the Rattlesnake, ladies and gentlemen, joining us in sunny Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome him here to the Ric Flair party, ladies and gentlemen. He is the man, ladies and gentlemen, who breathes fire all day long, ladies and gentlemen. He is the one and only Rattlesnake, and he definitely likes to fight too, ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Anel Patel. Anel, welcome. Okay, what am I seeing uh, as far as participants go? Do, do we have a lot of uh, uh, creepers in here, or what's going on? No, you got John, myself, uh, Fonzie, and uh, myself. John, uh, John, Fonzie. Well, I'm myself. saying like I'm saying there's other there's other people in this participants. It's just uh, it's just weird how how I just uh, noticed that, but. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but I think you should. But anyways, yeah. I will. I will. I'll definitely I'll I'll keep an yeah. eye on that. Thank you. Yes, I will definitely watch that. Thank you very much uh, for pointing that out. Before we continue on, folks, we want to give you the latest weather forecast as well here at the WCW <laughs> Raw Radio Desk. First off, we'll start in the Nails Neck of the Woods. Right now, it is a beautiful day down there. It's 78 degrees and sunny. Tomorrow, it'll be 73 in rain, 78 in rain on Wednesday, 79 with clouds and sun on Thursday, 81 in rain on Friday, 82 on Saturday with sun and clouds, and 79 next Sunday with sun and clouds for rain next Monday uh, in 77. Here in Pittsburgh, however, where I'm uh, yeah, myself yeah. far, however, after the wind yesterday, folks, it's not bad right now, but it is clearing out a little. However, tomorrow will be 32 in sun and clouds, 44 in clouds, and 38 on Wednesday and Thursday, 42 in cloudy on Friday, uh, rain on Saturday and 40. However, Sunday and Monday do not look promising, 22 and 27 with sun and clouds next week. So that's the way it looks right now. Down in Front Royal in John's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you what's going on down in his neck of the woods. It is 47 and sunny right now. John, send the warmth off here, please. It is 50 degrees tomorrow with sun and clouds, 48 in sun and clouds Wednesday, 46 with sun and clouds Thursday, 
Uh, cloudy on Friday, 43, 53 in rain on Saturday, 33 with sun and clouds next Sunday, and then next Monday, 36 with sun and clouds there. Uh, in Trinity, North Carolina. Thank you very much, sir. That's all right. And Mr. WCW is next to the woods. It is a beautiful day there. It is 58 with sun and clouds. It's going to get near 60. 62 tomorrow it'll be there. 54 and cloudy on Wednesday. 62 in rain and 61 Thursday and Friday. 60 in rain on Saturday. 44 in rain on Sunday. 44 with sun and clouds on Monday. Jacksonville, Arkansas. The Empress is next to the woods. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look and get an update on the weather situation out there in the Empress, a.k.a. American Box Neck of the Woods. 55 and partly cloudy right now. Tomorrow, 62 with sun and clouds. 62 and rain on Wednesday. 51 and rain on Thursday. 57 and cloudy on Friday. 46 with uh, some uh, rain on Saturday. But then it gets snowy, however, on Sunday and Monday next week. 35 and 34 in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, two more weathers to report. First in Palmyra, Virginia, the Empress. Uh, Michelle Lynn Dodds' neck of the woods. It is 56 and sunny, 58 with sun and clouds tomorrow, 52 with sun and clouds on Wednesday, 56 and cloudy on Thursday, 48 and rain on Friday, 56 and rain on Saturday, 41 with a chance of snow-rain mix on Sunday, and then 41 with sun and clouds on Monday. And finally in Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, GTS's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen, up there in the great white north of O Canada. It is 25 and cloudy right now, but tomorrow it's not looking very promising either. 21 and cloudy, however. 22 with snow on Wednesday. 25 with sun and clouds on Thursday. 35 on Friday with sun and clouds. 32 and snow flurries on Saturday. 20 on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, with clouds. And then 23, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday. A quick side note, however, it says here, ladies and gentlemen, according to reports, however, on Wednesday, Toronto could see up to 10 centimeters of snow this Wednesday, folks. So those people in the Great White North and Gerard, I'm saying this on behalf of myself, John, Fonzie, and Anel, please, 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 please be safe and careful up there, my friend, and to everyone else out there as well. So there you have it, folks, the weather forecast tower for the upcoming week in everyone's neck of the woods as well. So there you go. And now we got Anel back with us, so we welcome him back again. Guys, uh, as yep. we said, we were talking about some great moments of uh, Ric Flair, however. Uh, John mm-hmm. and myself got some moments in. Fonzie, you already weighed in on your topic. And now I'll ask you now, what were your, some of your moments that stood out for Ric Flair, however, if I could ask you? Hmm. So yeah, I know earlier uh, we, we talked offline, um, so I, I had to get some uh, matches, uh, you know, ready to go to, to watch him. And so, yeah, I watched a few. Um, I watched uh, Primetime Wrestling, um, Savage and um, Flair at, uh, at 92. I watched that one. That one was really good. You had Mr. Perfect and uh, uh, what's his name uh, on the uh, sidelines, you know, trying to interrupt the match. Um, and then uh, I watched uh, um, Flair and Goldberg in 2004. That was pretty cool. Um, that was awesome. And then, uh, the best one has to be 92 Rumble. I know all three of you said that, but dude, uh, the way he won that Rumble, my goodness, you had, you had a good stack of people in that Rumble, 92 Rumble. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't even watch that when I was two years old, but that Rumble, you had Mr. Bossman, you had Shawn Michaels, you had, whoo, you had a lot of people in there. I, I can't name them all, but... That was a great list right there, and, and Flair came out on top. That that has to be the greatest moment of, uh, in Ric Flair's career. That has to be. I mean, even though he was a 16-time champ, I think 92 Rumble, that's like icing on the cake. That's the icing on the cake. I'm surprised, man. I'm really surprised. 
Yeah, I'm a surprise. Yeah, 92 Rumble was uh, was the highlight, man. That's a, that's all I can say. Okay, sorry about that again, guys. I had a quick call to take as I made no problem. Not, yeah, no problem. Early. I told Don earlier before you guys uh, came on, both you and Fonzie, though. Uh, now uh, my sister's power was out from eight o'clock last night till about one o'clock this afternoon. Uh, yeah, uh, a did, you did you get what but I said, up, or do, do I need to repeat it? Go ahead, repeat it again, real quick. I didn't hear it. But go okay, ahead. yeah, you had a call. Okay, yeah, that's one. I was wondering why you didn't respond. Okay, let me say it again. Okay, so, so I watched, uh, so I watched Savage and uh, Flair at uh, ninety-two uh, primetime wrestling. I watched that match today. Um, then I watched uh, Flair and uh, Goldberg back in '03. Yeah, that was a I really good one. They had a good feud mm-hmm. back in the day. And then uh, I was going to just now, 92 Rumble. I was like, wow, you had so many people. You had uh, Big Bossman. You had Shawn Michaels. You had so many people uh-huh. in there, but it's, it's hard to name. But, wow, that, that, that list was, was packed, man, like 30 man in there. But I'm, I'm surprised Ric Flair actually won, won, uh, won that match in 92. I'm, I, I said I was two years old. Uh, that, that sucks I didn't get to watch it when I was two years old, but. Man, if I did, I, I would I would be able I would be so happy right now, and I'm I'm glad he did that. I know he's a 16-time world champion WCW and WWE, but come on, that that's basically your moment of the year, you know, type of thing. So 92 oh, yeah. was Ric Flair's year, so I'm so I'm actually happy he he actually won a Rumble. So that oh, that's yeah. my greatest moment. 92 Rumble was my greatest moment. Yeah, and like I mentioned yeah. earlier too, and there's a lot of other good moments you can go definitely go back and check. Right. I mentioned, of course, the uh, Ricky Steamboat matches, the Dusty Rhodes moments, the Harley Race, yep, the yep, yep. some great moments there. Yep. Like I said, it's just I mean, you cannot go wrong. Another moment I'll, I think you guys will have to watch, and John, I think you've seen this, and maybe Fonz, you have too, and you know you'll have to watch this too. Uh, with okay. the match that uh, that he had. Uh, John, you remember this real well, when he had Charlotte uh, in, in his corner, and that was when Charlotte and Natalia fought at each other a takeover back in 14, 2014 or 2015, just a few years ago. Yeah, that was that's a hell right. of a match. Those, oh, guys, yeah, I mean, those, those, those girls stole the show, and to see Rick and Brett, their fathers, however, an uncle in the corner of both Natalia and Charlotte, it was just, uh, it was incredible. It was magic. It was incredible. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, I want to give you a take on this, Anel. What about the releases that they let go this past week of, like, TJP, Arn Anderson, Ty Dillinger, and uh, Hideo Tommy? What's, what's your spin and take on this? Ooh, uh... Well, I mean, yeah. So the wrestlers, uh, yeah, Ty Dillinger, ten, ten, ten. I mean, he was he was over right when he came, but then, mm-hmm. boy, did they not know know how to use him. Uh, you know, they used him at the Rumble, but then he got eliminated. So that that sucks. Uh, and then he had a feud with uh, a Randy Orton, which broke his finger. That's why I say nine, nine, nine instead of ten, ten, ten. But or Thomas rather. So that that uh-huh. that was that was a meme right there, but. Yeah, so Randy Orton broke the, breaks his finger, but that was gruesome. But after that, we didn't see him, and so he's like, "Okay, if you're not gonna book me in a in a, in a good storyline, I'm taking my pink slip, and I'm getting out of here." So, I mean, that's good for him. And and uh, I think he's with Peyton Royce, I believe, right? Yes, I believe so. That's okay. Ryan yeah. Peyton, right? Yeah. So yeah, so so that's cool. They, those two are uh, are doing well together. That's awesome. Um, and as far as TJP, he was cool. Uh, he had like a gaming uh, entrance uh, back in NXT. He, he, it was cool. He, he was a uh, energetic kind of wrestler. Uh, sucked he had to go, but um, I hope someone picks him up because he he's he's the real deal. TJP. He, he's, a, he's he's been a cruiserweight champ, so that that's good to know. And 
Um, I I think AEW is looking for some good good cruiserweights. Why not, right? Like so, I so I think he should he should start looking at that. I think Ty too. Ty Ty people underestimate Ty Dillinger, bro, dude. Like when he has that tiebreaker, as they call it, that finish. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's uh yeah that's kind of like an RKO. You never see that coming. Um, so that's yeah that's another guy. And then uh Hideo Tommy uh. Yeah, I didn't really know too much about him. I I saw him come on and off TV, so I mean, can't really comment on him that much. Um, yeah. and then Arn Anderson, of course, man. Like, wow, you know what? You know what? You told me the story about it. You, you know what? Yeah, him and Vince got a little pissing match with yeah, each other last week. Yeah, the last so, few weeks, I heard. Yes, after eighteen right, years. I mean, so the guy's been in the company eighteen years. Yeah. Right. So that's that sucks. You're gonna you're gonna let go so, someone like that, you know, but. Ooh, I hope I hope he uh hope he go finds uh finds a good job elsewhere. I know he's not gonna step away from wrestling, of course not. So no. l- let's hope someone pay, someone else uh grabs. I him. I can see I can see AEW scoop him up. I really could. I really could. I think he could be a booker or an agent for the AEW. Yeah, he's a good booker. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, however, I want to report that Mr. WCW just messaged me. He will not be able to make it due to a prior obligation, but he didn't want me to stress this to all of you and everyone in the panel that tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, the live video will be from WCWS Hall of Fame, HIAF Alliance. Wednesday night, of course, we'll have the live video from WCWS Nitro Thunder. Thursday night, Howard Wolfpack will be from OWNS, however, a Warriors Legacy. And Friday's live video will be from the WCWS Legacy. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have a special announcement on Revolution. We do not know what this announcement is yet, folks, but he Mm. has told me there is going to be a big surprise for everyone included in the panel, however, and also also some some of our newest members that are getting involved, including our good friend Danny Oak Park, who came on the show this past Friday night, however. So, folks, you might want to stay tuned for that. Coming up tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 p.m. So Mr. W.C. will not be joining us this afternoon, unfortunately, to a prior obligation. So that's quite all right. We understand he had a prior commitment. So we will hopefully be hearing from him, hopefully, tomorrow night. In the meantime, let's give you the number again, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Yes. Before we get, get on to the plug, I have a yes. big announcement. Oh, you do, John? By all means, please, go right ahead. It, it appears that Sting is backstage tonight. Whoa! The Stinger! We just talked about big names, people. So there we go. Uh John just giving us the breaking news in from the arena in Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, John. Yes, uh, uh, very, very interesting here, however. Uh, Yes, I'm looking right now. I'm looking right now here, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, Howard, we also said, Howard, believe it or not, Howard, we have also heard, believe it or not, Shawn Michaels might be there too, folks. So, Two big yep. names, ladies and gentlemen. However, we've also heard Ricky the Dragon Steamboat could be there. In fact, uh, today, Sean uh, wrote this today, however, ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday, Nate. Pretty sure I'm making a detour on my return flight from at NXT UK. So apparently, Sean is not going over to jolly old Europe, apparently. He will be uh, instead, I'm sure, sticking around and heading to the arena here in Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. We will see, however, how that goes. But, folks... As John just pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, and I just pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, we have heard that three big names already have been reported backstage today, ladies and gentlemen. Howard. They include three big Hall of Famers, the Dragon Ricky Steamboat, of course, the Stinger Steve Borden himself, ladies and gentlemen, and the Heartbreak Kid, ladies and gentlemen, Shawn Michaels. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very big to say the least. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this gentleman earlier, John and I did, and I want to get your thoughts now, and then, uh, John, I'll get your thoughts too, ladies and gentlemen. 
earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, however, we have heard, believe it or not, that Bruce Pritchard, yes, folks, Mr. Brother Love himself, ladies and gentlemen, is back in the creative role, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe I'm looking at a report right now. According to reports from 411 Mania, they un- I understand he started working with the uh, team, however, since January. It says here right now, according to reports, however, the deal to bring him back was finalized last Friday. The idea to have him take on a full-time creative spot in the company was first mentioned early this past last week for the... The observer, excuse me, the idea was said to be, quote, well-received, and it got to the point that Pritchard was report, is reportedly going to be work, be, work as the right-hand man for Vince and work as a very key guy in a creative capacity for WWE. John, I'll start with you on this one. We just heard the announcement now that is even more uh, detailed involving Bruce Pritchard's role. Your take on this before I go to Anel and John, uh, Fonzie. Well, I hope it turns out good for him. I really do. I would have to agree. I would definitely agree there. Uh, and now your thoughts about Bruce Prichard uh, coming back to WWE, however, mind you, however, as far as uh, being Vince's right-hand man, however, and working with the WWE again. What's your take? Um, I mean, I, I have heard the name, yes. Um, but uh, like I said, the the writing team nowadays is, is kind of stale, so I don't know if... Uh, Pritchard can actually help on it. I mean, if he can, then uh, that would be great. But I, but I, I think just like Vince uh, kind of said, you know, he's gonna give uh, the universe power. But I don't, I don't think he's gonna give us any power because, because he said he's gonna make a change and he's gonna stir things up around here. But yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't. Uh, nothing has basically changed, right? You have the same feuds, you have the same people on the roster. The writers are, are a piece of crap, just like. You said last week they they took an hour to plan all this. Let's imagine what they do tonight because they have freaking Flair, they have freaking Roman. So let's hope they plan this shit early, not like last week. Like God dang. Right. Like, yeah. They they they, they were they were meeting. I mean, they didn't know until about an hour before the show. You're right, however, until what was going on, how And plus, we all heard, of course, after the show. Or after we ended the show here last week, Howard, they were debating until about five five thirty what to write. You know, they didn't even know what they were thinking of as far as writing goes. You're right, very good point indeed, Howard. Uh, Fonzie, what's your take about Bruce Pritchard uh, coming aboard to WWE once again as a creative writer and working with WWE? Uh, what's that? Kind of what we saying? I hear you there. What'd you say? I said it sounds kind of weird. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, some other news to report, of course, outside of wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into wrestling news, however, we did hear what happened at the Oscars last night, however. Uh, now, I know, like you said, you don't watch movies and that, but I've got to ask you, however, what were your thoughts about some of the big winners, as I mentioned earlier with John Howard, like uh, the guy from Bohemian Rhapsody and Spike Lee and all them? And speaking of Spike Lee, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, uh, mm-hmm. we heard earlier today, however, apparently Spike Lee had a pretty good speech to say, however, saying, however, it was time for change in America. He felt it was time to do this and that, however. Well, unfortunately, however, mind you, however, he stated in his uh, during the show, this is what he said at the time, the 2020 presidential election is around the corner. Let's all mobilize. Let's all be on the right side of history, however. Make the moral choice, however, between love versus hate. Let's do the right thing. You know I had to get that in there. Well, you know who decided to write a response on his Twitter by saying the following. 
be nice if Spike Lee could read his notes, or better yet, not have these notes at all when doing his so-called racist hit on your president, who has done more for African Americans, criminal justice reform, lowest unemployment numbers in history, tax cuts, etc., than almost any other president. And now, what were your thoughts about uh, the comments made by Spike Lee, and then the response by the president, in your opinion? Okay, whose mic is that, first of all? I don't know. Who's Spike? Do we have a mic? Not not mine. John, is that yours? No, it's not. Oh, it's mine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Okay, it was Fonzie. Okay. We got that fixed. Okay, Okay. I'll start again. I'll start again. Okay, go ahead. Why am I getting feedback? Okay. Okay. No, I think we're okay now. Go ahead. Okay, I'll start again. What were your thoughts about the comments made by Spike Lee, however, saying what he said during the uh, Oscars last night? This is what he said. Again, I'll repeat the point. This is what the comments are. Fonji, kill your mic for a minute. Yeah, I got you. Okay. This is what Spike wrote during the said after, said after he won his award last night. The 2020 okay. presidential election is around the corner. Let's all mobilize. Let's all be on the right side of history. Make the moral choice between love versus hate. Let's do the right thing. You know I had to get that in there. Well, President Trump said this in response. Be nice if Spike Lee could read his notes, or better yet not have to use notes at all when during his racist hit on your president who has done more for African Americans, criminal justice reform, lowest unemployment numbers in history, tax cuts, etc., than almost any other president. What would you take about Spike's comment in the response by President Trump, in your opinion? Mm. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't like to be political, but I mean... Uh, well, Spike Lee did, did you know, um, speak up uh, for all of us, you know, the people that uh, quote-unquote hate him. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, 2020 should be an interesting year, you know, like 2020 vision, as they say. So let's let's uh, let's see what uh, what this uh, election has, has in store. But as far as, yeah, as far as Trump, I mean, he, he is like to use his Twitter fingers, you know, as they say, or, uh, as mm-hmm. they say. he just uses yeah. his, his fingers for Twitter. He doesn't have the balls right. to, yeah. fly to, to fly to, to fly to, uh, to, New, uh, to, to California or New York or wherever Spike Lee is and say it to his face. Like, I, w- I would love a conversation between the two, but hey, no, you have to sit behind a computer and just be like, oh, Spike Lee, you need to shut your mouth, you little dimwit, this and that, and, like, just, you know, call him out like like he does everybody, like he does to mm-hmm. everyone else. He just calls him out yeah. on Twitter. That's nothing, you know? Right, like, good but, point. Another, another thing I'll bring up, and John, I know you probably don't have no comment on this, but I'm going to ask you this question, John, if I want to take your responses to these two questions and this other question. John, I'm sure you saw over the weekend what happened down in Mississippi with the Mississippi State basketball program, however, and what those students did, however, uh, bef- those kids did before the basketball game or during the basketball game. Uh, you can, if you've had no comments, I'll, I'll respect your opinion. Again, we respect everyone's opinion here. What were your thoughts what they did, however, during the game Saturday night, however? And I'm sure you heard about it. What was your take on it, though, John? Yeah, I didn't see it, so no comment on that. You had no comment? Okay, you didn't see it? Okay. Well, and now I'm sure you saw and heard about it, right, with the, Mich- with the Mississippi State kids, right? Let me read. Let me. Okay, go to Fonzie real quick. Let me. Let me see this. Uh, let me see this. Yeah, real quick. Go, go Fonzie, to Fonzie. I'm sure you saw the me. same thing. However, what happened with the Mississippi State kids doing the kneel down and everything like that? However, and everything like that. But what was your take on Spike Lee's comments and what the president said and what these Mississippi State kids did over the weekend? What's your take on this? 
<laughs> I don't know. Everybody has the freedom to do anything they fucking want. That's what it is. You know, they make a big deal about kneeling. I thought this this is a free country. Actually, it's not, actually. The hell? So what? The guy can go naked outside. He, you know, that's freedom if he wants to do that. Right. Why are you gonna, oh, yes. I don't know. I don't know. What was your take know. on what was your take on uh, the comments made by Spike Lee and what the president had to say in return, however, after last night's award ceremony? Great speech. And Trump, okay. yeah, you better watch out for next next election. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Well, like I said, we're going to see this Wednesday. Of course, a lot happen. Of course, uh, we understand that Michael Cohen. Oh, uh, okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll be right. Yeah, back. Okay. okay, no problem, John. Go ahead, uh, I okay, I see the uh, I see the whole missing. Okay, so uh, all right, uh, okay. Uh, okay, he took a knee during that. So basically, what you're saying is they're still supporting Colin Kaepernick, right? In the movement yes. or whatever. Supposedly, supposedly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that just like Fonzie said, that's getting old. You know, like you gotta you gotta let people do what they want. You know, that's that's all, that's them if they want to stand. That's them if they want to sit. You know, whatever. That's you can't you can't control pe- people uh, people's uh, you know uh, opinions. Like if they if, if mm. they want if they like to stand during the anthem, that's them. If they don't, then they don't. I mean, why why make this a big issue? I know Colin Kaepernick made it a big issue. That's why thank goodness he's not in the NFL because you know that he would he would break news every freaking game like he did uh, two years ago. So thank God yeah. goodness he's not in the league, but. Yeah, with these kids, you know, it's just it's weird how you're gonna make news about a team that just you know kneeled down during the end. What's what's wrong with that? You know, fo- you see football players do it too. It's not just basketball. Mm-hmm. You see, right. you see, you see them do it in every sport, even soccer, right? You see, yeah, I, I heard a soccer team did it once too uh, before their before their game. So they always do that. Right, right, right. Oh, I would agree. I would agree. It's it's been interesting. There's no doubt about it. And we want to tell you that uh, over the week, however, we heard these scores, however, were in of uh, the AAF. In case anyone's curious, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. it was the Salt Lake Stallions defeating the Arizona Hotshots, 23-15. The Orlando Apollos beat the Memphis Express in what was a very exciting game, 21-17. The Birmingham <laughs> Iron continued to be uh, melting down the competition. No pun intended. And they definitely beat the Legends, 28 to 12. And the San Diego Fleet, however, beat the San Antonio Commanders, if you will, in a big blowout, 31-11. to Now, this week, folks, here are the games you will see in week number four. It will be San Diego and Memphis, however, at the Liberty Bowl coming up uh, this uh, Saturday at 4 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Saturday night, we got a good one here in uh, Nell's neck of the woods, near his neck of the woods, I should say, Orlando and Salt Lake City. That will be entertaining. The Apollos okay. and Steve Spurrier, 3-0, and looking really good so far. Uh, the Birmingham nice. Iron Meanwhile travel to San Antonio. They got a date with them on Sunday at four, and then the Atlanta team will take on Arizona next Sunday night at eight p.m. Uh, so right now, here are the up-to-date standings at the moment. The Fleet are two and one, tied with the Hotshot Tower in the Western Conference, while San Antonio and Salt Lake are each a game back. In the Eastern Division, it is a three-two-way tie for the top spot. Orlando and Birmingham both three and zero. But mm. Memphis and Atlanta are both zero and three and struggling right now. Even though, however. Memphis put up a good fight this week compared to the last two weeks, however, if you will, however. And Atlanta, well, they're suffering right now. They're having a tough time going at it, however, and trying to get people, however, to attend their games. But, folks, we'll see what happens in the fourth week coming up, however, beginning on Saturday, folks. The big story, obviously, however, right now, however, 
who has been a big, one of the few big surprises in the AAF that has been a big success thus far, has been former Alabama and NFL superstar Trent Richardson. He had three more touchdowns, however, if you will, however, this past week to lead the iron. Meanwhile, Christian Hackenberg, the ex-Penn Stater, has been really struggling, to say the least, however. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that, folks. We also have another league that's very interesting. You guys are going to like this name. It's called the Indoor Football League, the, I, the IFL and it's been around since 2009. Folks, here are some of the teams, however, that are um, the teams, if you will. We know about the Arizona Rattlers. We also got the Bismarck Bucks, the Cedar Rapids River Kings, the Green Bay Blizzard, the Iowa Barnstormers, the Nebraska Danger, the Quad City Steamwheelers. What are y'all talking uh, about now? I was mentioning the AF. <laughs> I was mentioning the AF and uh, this indoor football league team. John, uh, that has been around since uh, the last 10 years. That's and, a lie. Uh, You're talking about Blizzard. No. <laughs> no. This, no, some of these team names for the, I, uh, the IFL, however, is weird. I mean, these are some of the team names. We talked about the – I mentioned the, one of them you probably know is the Arizona Rattlers, but there are other teams called the Bismarck Bucks, the Cedar Rapids River Kings, the Green Bay, the Green Bay Blizzard, excuse me, the Iowa Barnstormers, uh, the Nebraska Danger, the Quad City Steamwheelers. See, there you go again. You're talking about a blizzard. Yeah. The San Diego <laughs> Strike Force. I know. The San Diego Strike Force, the Sioux Falls Storm, and then you know this last name, guys, the Tucson Sugar Skulls. The Tucson Sugar Skulls. Oh, gosh. And, and, and some of the coaches that they have are really unusual, to say the least. I mean, some of these teams have been around within the last couple of years. Been around since the, the oldest team in the league, surprisingly, however, was founded in 1992, which was the Rattlers, but they joined in 2017. The Bucks, of course, joined this year. They were founded two years ago. The River Kings have been around since 2012. Uh, the Blizzard have been around since 2010. Sorry, John. Uh, the other teams have been around since 95, but joined in 2015. The other teams have been around since 2011. The other team just joined this past year and was founded two years ago. The Strike Force was founded last year, and they joined this year. Then, of course, however, the Sioux Falls Storm was around from 2000 to 2009. And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Tucson Sugar Skulls were founded last year and uh, joined the league this year. So those are some of the team names in the IFL, if you will. It's, it's, I know it's a crazy league, but like I said, I mentioned the Alliance of American Football. Uh, right now they have eight teams. I know for a fact they are talking, however, mind you, about expanding it maybe after this year, depending on how it does, folks, to 12 teams next year, ladies and gentlemen. But we know the XFL okay. is coming up next year. Uh, some of the teams there, however, we've already mentioned them before, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's wild with the team names they got next year. In Dallas, of course, we got Bob Stoops, of course, ladies and gentlemen, coaching the uh, team there at Globe Life Park in Arlington. In Houston, they're playing at TDECU Stadium on the campus of the University of Houston. L.A., of course, playing at Dignity Health Sports Park, however. New York, which has the biggest crowd of them all, of E25, will be playing at MetLife Stadium. St. Louis will be playing, of course, in uh, the Dome at America Center, formerly the TWA Dome. Seattle just named their coach recently last week. Former uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Jim Zorn will be playing at CenturyLink Field. Uh, Tampa, of course, has not had their team name yet. They'll be playing, of course, in the big Pirate Ship area in Ellis Neck of the Woods at Raymond James Stadium. And, John, in your neck of the woods, however, they'll be playing in Washington, D.C. at Audi Field, the home of the Washington, D.C. soccer team, which seats only 20,000, but they've already named their coach. It will be Pep Hamilton. 
So, folks, three teams already have been naming their coaches. We haven't heard the team names yet, folks, but we do know, folks, that they will be starting, however, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, however, in February of next year, ladies and gentlemen, of course. We will wait and see what kind of team names they have, folks, however, for these team names. I can think of some good names. But Washington can think the uh, – I don't know if uh, – let's see – Tampa Bay, and now what do you think they're going to name your franchise in Tampa? I got to ask you. I know they haven't named it yet, but I got to ask you. What do you think they're going to name them? Ah, uh, wow. Um, uh, let's see. We have, we have Buccaneers. We have Rays. We have Lightning. Uh wow. Hmm. Well, they got the ship, so you might as well just call the Pirates. Yeah, Tampa Bay Pirates because they got the ship. Yeah, the Pirates. Yeah, you're right, Fonzie. You're right about that. The Pirates. That's awesome. That was cool. Yeah, Tampa Bay Pirates. Yeah, that's not bad. That would be an interesting name. Not a bad team there. No, that's a good name. That's a good name. I can see that too. That's a good name, Fonzie. Good name you thought of. Good thinking there. Now, John, what do you think? Y'all, Washington is going to name their team. Don't know. Hmm. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say your team name will probably be named the Washington, uh, not the Wizards. Skidmarks. <laughs> no. Uh, the, no, the, we got the Caps, we got the Wizards, we got the Nats. Yeah. Mm, we need a fourth I say Skidmarks. I say Skidmarks on their undies. Stop it. No, I got a good name. The Washington... Uh, uh, the, the, the the Washington uh, uh, w- w- Warthogs. The Washington Warthogs. I can see the Washington Warthogs there. What do you think, John? The uh, Washington Warthogs would be a good name. And I mentioned to John earlier, too, there, guys. I talked about, uh, I know he's not in the mood to discuss this man's name, but we have talked about this name. Bryce Harper is on the verge of signing. We just don't know where yet. There's still, the jury's still out on him. The jury is still out on him, folks. We don't know where he's going to end up. But, folks, we're definitely going to be watching very carefully and see where he ends up, folks. But we'll definitely be checking that out, Howard. So we'll def- let me just check something here. Okay, I was just checking something there on my computer. But like I said, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens, folks. Uh, some other news, of course, going on, ladies and gentlemen, as we said. Uh, let's see if there's any other news if we reports. Uh, we can't report, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, and this is official. We, we, just, we just heard about this moments ago, ladies and gentlemen. And this came in actually about 15 minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have now heard, ladies and gentlemen, according to reports, ladies and gentlemen, the day of the AFC title game, this is going to really, really surprise you guys. How the, just when we thought this story wasn't going to be uh, even more breaking, how it is breaking now, ladies and gentlemen. According to reports, ladies and gentlemen, this is from ESPN moments ago, authorities have said now New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft did visit a Florida massage parlor for sex acts on the morning of the AFC title game, which he later attended Mm. in Kansas City that evening. According to documents released by the Palm Beach State Attorney's Office, however, this afternoon, it was the second visit by Kraft in less than 24 hours. The documents say that Kraft arrived at the Orchards of Days at Day Spa in a blue Bentley shortly after 11 o'clock that morning. He was videotaped receiving oral and manual sex from a woman at the spa in Jupiter. Officials said that he gave her a $100 bill and another bill before leaving 30 minutes later. As a result, Palm Beach State Attorney David 
uh, Aron Berg said just a short time ago, however, that the 77-year-old, however, Kraft was also seen soliciting prostitution on video surveillance, however, and has been charged with two misdemeanor counts of first-degree solicitation. A court date has been set for late April. Kraft will have, however, a low-level arrest warrant issued in his name similar to a traffic uh, ticket, and he will not need to appear in court. His attorneys, however, can appear, however, excuse me, yeah, his attorneys can enter any pleas. Now, if convicted, however, he could face one year in jail, $5,000 of a fine, 100 hours of community service and attendance in human trafficking danger class. Uh, now, what's your take of this? Oh, the Robert Kraft story? Yes. Hey, well, I mean, I, I told you earlier, yeah, it happened in Jupiter, uh, in my neck of the woods, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, we did, and, the, and we did a talk earlier about uh, Jim Irsay. He got busted um, in 2012, 2013 uh, with his thing. So, and he got uh, fined and suspended six games. So I, so just like you said, you you said Robert Kraft might get um, just a fine and suspended. So maybe you said maybe one or two months. I mean, yeah, he's the owner, but yeah, the owner you know ha- has has responsibility too. You know, to get the team together, to coach together and stuff. So without him. Yeah, Bill Belichick has a lot of work to do in his absence. So let's let's uh let's hope uh, Kraft gets his um t- gets a taste of his own medicine. Let's hope he gets some punishment after what he did. I think he should deserve punishment. Yes, so oh, I, I definitely agree. I would definitely agree, no doubt about it. Uh, John, what's your take of uh, the latest new developments now that we've heard on Bob Kraft? Oh, you know what I'm what I think of this now. <laughs> I couldn't have said that any better. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree. I mean, he was definitely, he was definitely, you know what, however, to do that. I, I would definitely agree 100% with you, no doubt about that. Fonzie, what's your take on the newest developments about Bob Kraft and the uh, story we just broke in? Um, uh, if players do the same thing, Get suspended, get fined. The owner mm-hmm. should get fined and suspended. Uh, yeah. Do you um, think we'll see him in jail? Yes. I would say. So. I would. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. we'll see. Uh, wh- hey, what's on the card tonight? As far as who's, uh, who, well, we haven't heard any matches yet, uh, unless John found something out for us. John, have you heard any matches yet? Have been listed at all? John, you no, I, no, I haven't. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, John, okay. John has not heard anything. I have not heard anything either, yeah. Fonzie. Uh, but we'll find out here. Because uh, I have to, I have to, I have to go get going. I have a meeting, uh, mm. therapy at five thirty. So okay. Well, real quick, we'll just get your okay. ratings and predictions, and we'll we'll, we'll let you uh, uh, wrap up. Yeah, but uh, that's why I was asking. I was like, what's the? I have I have tonight? not heard anything yet. However, but uh, uh, no. go ahead, real quick, and give pre- us your rating prediction. Good. Yeah, my mm. my ratings is one seven. Yes. Um. Main event. Um, I would have loved to see this, but it ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it might. Um, 
I'm going to say Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre and Bear Corbin. Okay. That's a good pick. All right, well, we'll definitely be checking back in with you later yeah. this evening. We appreciate you coming on, and we'll catch you on the flip yeah. side. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah. Thank you, Fonzie. All right, the Heartbreak Kid, a.k.a. the American Dream, now leaving us. Uh, Fonzie, we do want to thank him for joining us. However, unfortunately, he had a prior obligation this afternoon, so he will be back with us next week. Guys, I do want to report also, we do have an announcement, however, involving the New Japan Cup Tournament that will begin here in a couple weeks, ladies and gentlemen. And we can tell you what matches have been listed already, ladies and gentlemen. And here are the matches, ladies and gentlemen. And we are ready to tell you them right now. First off, at the Kurokin Hall, however, March 8th, here are the matches you will see on that night. Yuji Nagata will be taking on Tomohiro Ishii. Tomokayo Hanma versus Tai Chi. Manabu Nak Nishi will be taking on Yoshihashi. And Juice Robinson will take on Chase Owens. March 9th, in Aichi, Japan, in the Aichi... Uh, uh, prefectural gymnasium, ladies and gentlemen. Here are the matches you will see on that night. Okada versus Michael Elgin. That should be a really good match there. I've seen Michael Elgin quite a bit. He is a very talented wrestler, no doubt about it. Mikey Nicholas versus Piccolo. Will Osprey takes on Bad Luck, Let Luck Fail. And Toa Hen R will take on Lance Archer. March 10, ladies and gentlemen, at the Baycom Gymnasium. Here are the matches you will see. It will be... Her- Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Shota Yumino. Hiroshi Tenzon, formerly of the NWO Japan contingent, will be taking on David Finley. Kota Ayabushi will take on Naito. That should be another great match. Mm, yep, and Evil that. will take on Zack Sabre Jr., ladies and gentlemen, in that one. Mm. Then, March 11, ladies and gentlemen, in Kagawa, Japan, at the Takamatsu City Central Gymnasium, number one. Here are the matches you will see on that one. Togi McCabe versus Cole Cabana. Toro Yanu will take on Davey Boy Smith Jr. Sonata versus Hiroki Goto. And Satoshi Kojima will take on Minoru Suzuki, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the winner of the tournament, ladies and gentlemen, however, will challenge Jay White for the IWPG Heavyweight Championship at the G1 Supercard event tower the same night that WrestleMania's Hall of Fame will be in Brooklyn over in Madison Square Garden. So, coincidence, perhaps, maybe? Hmm. Considering the fact that NXT will be on a Friday night, however, April the 5th, and folks, that Friday night, however, on Revolution, you can bet that all of us will be glued to our sets, however, and we will definitely be updating you throughout that night. Unless something comes up, we'll be talking about that in the next few weeks. So, let you know what's going on there. But, folks, April the 5th will be a very interesting night, ladies and gentlemen, however, as we will see what happens there, however, if you will. But, folks, that will be an intense match, to say the least, however. Of course, April the 5th, we have not heard what matches have been listed yet on the card yet, however. But I have been hearing some rumblings about it, folks. And we can tell you, however, that we could have an update here in the next few weeks, however, what is going to be on the card for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn coming up, however, on Friday, April the 5th, ladies and gentlemen. But, of course, as I mentioned, April the 6th, ladies and gentlemen, we will be live, however, at the Barclays Center for the Hall of Fame ceremony. April 7th, of course, will be WrestleMania. And then April 8 and 9, ladies and gentlemen, however, we will be back at the Barclays, ladies and gentlemen, however, as that is going to be an intense time, however, as Raw and SmackDown will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, however, let's just say, however, as we will be watching very carefully, however, 
and like I said, to see what happens on Raw and SmackDown. Now, here are, like I said, I just saw something here. Hold on a second, folks. I'm just trying to get something here going here. Uh, let's see here. Fastlane. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, here are the matches so far. These are the two matches I've heard right now so far, ladies and gentlemen, however, that mm-hmm. have been listed for the TakeOver New York show. This one will be a good one. The War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, will meet the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, however, to see who will be crowned this year's Dusty Rhodes Classic winners. And guys, hold on to your seats. This is going to be a really good match to watch. It will be the Bruiserweight himself, ladies and gentlemen, the UK champion Pete Dunne, if you will, defending his title, if you will, against the monster Walter. Yes, folks, Walter, better known to you as Walter Hahn, a very big, strong man from Vienna, Austria, better known as Big Daddy or Big Man Walter, six foot four, two ninety-five, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be a big test for the Bruiserweight. Can Pete Dunne leave Brooklyn still the UK champion and the longest-term NXT champion, or will it be Walter's time to shine? However, in New York, we're going to find out here in five weeks from now, ladies and gentlemen, when NXT Takeover hits the Big Apple once again as we take a big bite out of the Big Apple. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we will also tell you, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to be, however, as big events, however, are upcoming, however, for the WWE, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as big events where you can check the superstars out. We've already told you a couple places where we're going to be in the next few weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can also tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting some updates here, ladies and gentlemen. As we mentioned, of course, uh, let's see here. I believe, however, as we told you, ladies and gentlemen, you can meet the Usos tomorrow in Charlotte at the Cricket Wireless Store in the Queen City of North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, at, uh, where is it? I just saw it, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. 3124 Eastway Drive, Suite 670, from 1101 tomorrow morning. If you're in the Charlotte area, be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Also, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, however, be sure to meet, however, yes, folks, you can meet more of your favorite superstars, ladies and gentlemen, this week, however, including Seth Rollins at the Detroit Autorama Show, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be burning it down, no pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, coming up uh, this Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you can meet the man herself, Becky Lynch. Yes, folks, I said Becky Lynch, folks, will be in rare form, however, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, however, in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Get ready out there and... Hopefully it'll be a nice uh, warm environment, Vegas. I know it's starting to warm up a little bit out there, ladies and gentlemen, especially after what they had this last week with snow and everything, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, folks, we can tell you that uh, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, you can meet the, uh, let's just say, I just saw it a second ago, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. I'm just going through this very quickly here. You can meet the uh, man herself, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as she will be talking with her fans, ladies and gentlemen, however, at the, where I just saw, ladies and gentlemen, oh, here we go, the Las Vegas Toy and Comic Convention at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, along with Oscar this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Then, of course, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, however, from 12 to 2.30 p.m. in Las Vegas, you can meet the Viper himself, Randy Orton. And yes, folks, Seth Rollins will also be out there this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, from 2.30 to 4.35 p.m. in Las Vegas, so be sure to check that out as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, next Monday, a quick reminder, however, before Raw Radio, however, it takes to the air, come meet the lunatic himself, Dean Ambrose, however, in Woodland. That's right, Woodland, Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen, just outside of Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, at the Cricket Wireless store, ladies and gentlemen, there, as he will be signing autographs next Monday morning at 1936, ladies and gentlemen, McCade Boulevard, ladies and gentlemen, from 11 to 1, right before Monday Night Raw, takes to the air in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, that'll be in our good friend Big Diesel's Gregory Kramer's neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen, as we will be there one week from uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, as we return to the city of 
brotherly love. As I mentioned, two weeks from today, ladies and gentlemen, the 11th, I will be in Pittsburgh, of course, for the Monday Night Raw show. That should be a really good show. It'll be returning to John's neck of the woods, I know, coming up very soon. However, in April, that is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm trying to think here where, I mean, like I said, here, where else you can see, ladies and gentlemen. You can uh, get a chance to meet your favorite superstars, where you can check them out and get autographs here. So please bear with me here, folks. I'm just trying to go through as much as I can here. As we told you, March the 10th, of course, we will be in Cleveland. However, March the 9th, ladies and gentlemen, come meet Kurt Angle at the, uh, I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Target there in East Lake, I think. I'll have to just double check here to be sure on my notes here. I'm going over this right now very carefully here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, however, I just saw it. Hold on. I will tell you. Uh, yes, folks, it will be, however, at the at the uh, show there in East Lake, ladies and gentlemen, however, on March the 9th, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, however, at 3, uh, I just saw it again, sorry, folks, 33752 Wine Street, however, in East Lake, Ohio, 44095, however, in East Lake, and then March the 10th, ladies and gentlemen, however, the day of Fastlane, unless something comes up, however, in the next few weeks, folks, come meet, however, DIY members, uh, I believe it's DIY members, if I'm not mistaken here, I just saw it a second ago, folks, hold on, I'll play in a minute. <sighs> this is driving me nuts, guys. Sorry. I'm trying to get <laughs> this done as I can here and go through these dates here. I think it's March the 10th, the day of Fastlane, two weeks from Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. You can meet uh, Tommaso Chiappa and Ricochet, if you will, at the Comic Book Adventureland store in Forhees, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I think that's the date. I'm going to check here in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute here, folks, what that's going on. Of course, don't forget NXT will be coming up this Thursday at the Express Live in Columbus, Ohio. Stage AE this Friday, however, in Pittsburgh. At the Agora Theater in Cleveland, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday. Also at the Orlando Live events in Castleberry there in Orlando this coming Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. As well as the Maxwell Snyder Armory this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. At Detroit, of course, next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at the World Oak Music Center, ladies and gentlemen. So be sure to check that out. Uh, let's see here. March the 10th. I just saw uh, one week from Friday, of course, come meet AJ Styles, ladies and gentlemen, at uh, the Chicago World of Wheels convention, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, as he will be uh, talking to his fans in the Windy City coming up a week from Friday, ladies and gentlemen. On March the 8th, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be at 6 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, I believe. I think that autograph session starts. Let me just double check my note here. I mean, that's guys. I swear to God, I'm ready to just scream at this moment. Sorry. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, I think it is the 8th, I think. Uh, hold on. We're just going to find out here. Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to find out here in a minute here, folks. While we're looking this up, folks, uh, let's see here. Um, there we go. I think I got it this time, guys. I think we're on the right page now. So bear with me here. Uh, let's see. We talked about the useless thing tomorrow. Of course, this Thursday, of course, you can also check out NXT in Nails Neck of the Woods at the University Area CDC Gymnasium on Thursday night in Tampa. So be sure to check that out as well, ladies and gentlemen. That's this Thursday. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hold on a second. Yes, at the Chicago World of Wheels at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center, Rosebud, Illinois, next Friday from 6 to 8.30. Come meet the phenomenal one himself. 
And yes, folks, as I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, power. yes, I was right. Uh, the Ricochet and Tommaso Chiapa will be in Blackwood, ladies and gentlemen, in Voorhees, New Jersey, at the Adventureland Store, the day of Fastlane, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, however, on Sunday, March the 10th, ladies and gentlemen, from 12 to 2, however, instead of 2 to 4. Please get your tickets early for that one, however, if you're going to meet Tommaso Chiapa and Ricochet this week, folks. Otherwise, you're going to be shut out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, however, try to get your uh, tickets a little bit early tomorrow morning if you're in the Charlotte area, ladies and gentlemen, to meet the Usos. Uh, we encourage that, folks, however, because otherwise you're going to be shut out and you're going to be out of luck if you don't. So, folks, there you go. Just some of the things we'll be doing. Of course, a quick reminder, also, uh, Raw and SmackDown will be coming up into these towns, however, throughout the rest of March, however, including Chicago, Indianapolis, Boston, uh, Unicusville, and then, of course, as we said, folks, who could forget the big ones? And, John, I know you're chomping at the bit at this one. April Fool's Night, ladies and gentlemen, the first night of the Major League Baseball season, if you will. They will be returning to the Capital One Arena in the nation's capital, DC 101, and the boys are going to have a good time with us again. We're going to have a great time with them in John's neck of the woods, Washington, D.C. And then, folks, Tuesday, yeah. April 2nd, right before uh, we uh, go to Brooklyn, however, or should I say, yes, before we go to Brooklyn, I should say, they will be in Baltimore at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore. Yes, folks, Oriole and Raven country, the home of Chaps Beef, if you will, and the home of the Orioles and the Ravens, if you will. And, and now I think they're going to be coming down to your neck of the woods again. I think sometime at the end of April or first week of May for Raw, okay. I think, in Tampa. And we'll be watching that carefully. But I've been hearing a lot nice. of scuttlebutt that they might be back in Florida again, however, for another show, okay. however, whether it be Tampa, Orlando, or Jacksonville, maybe even Miami sometime this spring. Mm. But I know they'll be in my neck of the woods two weeks from today, and they will be returning to John's neck of the woods in six weeks, however, right before WrestleMania. That is going to be a fun time. We're not going to have any jokes to pull around that day, folks. We're going to have a lot to talk about that Monday, including the Final Four, preview of the upcoming opening day uh, roster at Major League Baseball. John will be watching that very carefully, as will I. Of course, my boys will be playing St. Louis. Uh, Nell's neck of the boys, however, Tampa Bay. The Rays will be starting their season off with a bang. No pun intended, if you will. And speaking of spring training, of course, we want to give you an update real quick on some spring training games that happened earlier today, ladies and gentlemen. Very quickly, however, before we kind of uh, wind things down here on Ric Flair's celebration, ladies and gentlemen, let's touch what happened today in uh, Major League Baseball, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, first off, the Cubs are up 3-1 to one right now in the top of the sixth. Uh, the Oakland A's and the Arizona Card- uh, Dimebacks are tied at 2-all going into the sixth. The Yankees won today 3 nothing. And uh, believe it or not, John, uh, your boys took a tough one there on the chin, however, 9-4 to four against Chad- Chad's boys, 9-4 to four this afternoon, however. So, unfortunately, those were your, uh, like I said, however, Major League Baseball games today. Now, as far as college basketball goes, however, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got two big games to watch out for tonight. Notre Dame and Florida State playing at 7 o'clock on ESPN. And at 9 o'clock, it'll be the Battle of Kansas when Kansas and, K- uh, Kansas and K-State will be uh, jumping uh, with each other just after 9 p.m. So, folks, those are just some of the games going on. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we do have one other new uh, football to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about the noise, folks. Let me just mute that. There we go. Thank you. Uh, we do have one story about football real quick. We'll mention, according to reports from Jameson Hensley and the Baltimore Sun, we have just heard reports now, apparently, and according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, it looks like Michael Crabtree is on his way out of Baltimore. According to reports, the 31-year-old, who was scheduled to receive a bonus of $3 million next month and earn $8 million this year, after leading the league with eight drop passes this season, however, will be released from the Baltimore Ravens next week, we understand. So apparently he will not be staying with them, despite the fact, however, he made 54 catches, however, for 607 yards and three touchdowns this year. His uh, 
roster bonus that was supposed to make two and a half million next month and earned eight million this coming year with eight drops, however, in which Baltimore will free up four point five million in salary cap space, however. The Ravens have announced as of just a short time ago that after being with the club for less than a year, he is on his way out the door, ladies and gentlemen. So it looks like he will be heading off elsewhere. And as we said, folks, it was a busy day in the NHL. Some big names uh, being traded, however, two uh, different teams, including Wayne Simmons, however, who many people thought were going to be coming to Pittsburgh. But a lot of people thought he was on his way to Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ryan uh, Zingle, if you will, Mark Stone, of course, also some other big names going on in hockey, of course. Simmons was traded this afternoon from Philadelphia to the Predators of Nashville, if you will. And like I said, Mark Stone is on his way to Sin City out there in Las Vegas. And speaking of Las Vegas, guys, you guys are going to be amazed at this. PPG, believe it or not, the um, uh, big name in Pittsburgh and, of course, throughout the world, ladies and gentlemen, has announced that they will be supplying, however, and be the sponsor of the Oakland Raiders' new stadium by helping them out, if you will. Uh, what that means, basically, I think they're uh, going to be supplying them with some uh, equipment to help them continue their building of their stadium. But, folks, we'll definitely be watching that very, very carefully. In the meantime, right now, it is 10 minutes to 5, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, let's give you the number one last time before we wrap it up with uh, our raw ratings and predictions here this afternoon. one 605 ladies and gentlemen. The call ID is one three eight seven four four pound. You got the human suplex machine along with the Iceman, of course, and the Rattlesnake and El Patel. We did hear earlier today from the Heartbreak here. We do want to thank him for joining us. We also want to thank Mr. WCW for giving us his message uh, earlier today, ladies and gentlemen. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to give you our raw ratings and predictions, however, for tonight's show, however, what should be an action-packed show, however. So we'll start it off, of course, this week with the human suplex machine as he has his thoughts now and gives us his opinion. So uh, by all means, John, go right ahead. Okay. So, I'd like to see Flair, main event, the birthday be the main event. Okay. And I'd like to see a match between, I would like to see a match between Balor and Ricochet for the Intercontinental title. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty good. What's your number this week? 2.1. 2.1, okay. Chad said and, his uh, one. That said, yep. I'm heading out. All right, well, we will check up with you later on this evening, John. Enjoy the celebration, yes. and uh, we'll definitely uh, have the party favors and everything going yep. for everything. We'll talk to you later this evening. Yep. All right, guys. See you later. Later. Be careful out there. All right, the Human Suplex Machine now checking out for the evening. We do want to thank him for joining us as well. Uh, Chad gave us his rating moments ago, however, as he messaged me. He said his rating will be Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Tamina. Rating will be 1.95. So that's his rating. Uh, I am going to go similar to John's rating. I'm going to go 2-0. I think it'll be, however, Finn and Ricochet versus Corbin and Drew McIntyre. I think that's going to be my main event for the evening. So that'll be my thoughts this evening. And now you have the final chapter here this week. What do you got for us? Hmm. Uh, I read what we have on Raw. Yeah, so we have the Roman announcement. We have the um, celebration for Rick. Um, And then, yeah, the NXT Superstars. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to be uh, coming up uh, tonight. And then... Yeah, the Boston Hawk connection, like Chad mentioned. You know, I don't know if they're going to, you know, put their titles on the line until, like, Fastlane. But, yeah, I wonder who their challengers will be. Because, like, like we mentioned last week, we had, you know, Mandy and Sonya, 
you know, have their say that, oh, this is not over, you know, we're trying to get you, we're going to get you back, you guys back when we can, stuff like that, so, I wonder, uh, I wonder what that's going to be, but, uh, if I booked it right, I would have Ric Flair's celebration as the end. Okay. I mean, why not end the night with a bang, you know what I'm saying? Like, save it for last, because mm-hmm. you're going to have Becky, why? of course, ru- ruin it, right? So, yeah, yeah Ric Flair's going to get happy birthday, this and that, and then Becky's going to come from the crowd. And then she's going to, you know, beat up Charlotte to, to end the show. And then, you know, that would be a crazy thing. Like, not only celebration, but then you have Becky uh, go back at Charlotte because what Charlotte did to Becky, you know, that's why he had, she had to get escorted out. But uh, that would be interesting what happens, um, you know, tonight. So one wonder yeah. how, how that's going to happen. But, yeah, I'm going to give it a 2-1, and I'll, uh, and I'll say Ric Flair's party uh, is the main event. Okay. Good, so, good, good range for the... Yes, let's see. Good point. Yeah, very good point indeed. And again, thank you very much uh, for everyone, including you and L, for your predictions. Very, very good predictions here this week, guys. Next week, as we said, don't forget, folks, we're going to have a lot to talk about, including the aftermath of this party, ladies and gentlemen. Also, 11.30 p.m. tonight on FacebookLive.com. Be sure to check out under John's name, GRHS, ladies and gentlemen. He will have a lot to talk about, including the Oscars and everything, ladies and gentlemen, however, including the Ric Flair celebration, the Roman Reigns return, folks. We have not heard any matches yet, has been confirmed yet, but folks, we have heard the big names that have been reported backstage for much of the day, folks. It has been a very, very busy day, as you can only imagine, ladies and gentlemen, as things are getting hyped up and getting ready for the big celebration here tonight. Uh, We want to check one more story before we call today here, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have heard reports now, according to reports, ladies and gentlemen, however, I'm looking here right now, Uh, let's see if there's any other big names have uh, shown up yet, ladies and gentlemen. At the show here real quick, like I said, we have already heard some of the big names that have been reported. Uh, we have heard Sting, we've heard Shawn Michaels, we've heard Ricky Steamboat, or just some of the names, however, mind you. We also heard that Vince McMahon tweeted out how earlier today a very special happy birthday to the man himself, Ric Flair. Folks, it has been a party, like I said, however, we've had a good time. And like I said, we're going to continue the celebration into tonight. And of course, Nell and I will definitely have a lot to talk about later on this evening on the Chris Peep Show. Yep. Check that out, folks. That is going to be a great night of action. You can bet on that. You can bet it's going to be even more fun on John's Facebook video, too, however, as we like to have a lot of fun on Monday nights after Raw Radio goes off the air. Next week, folks, as we said, more talk about Fastlane. We'll talk a little bit about March Madness, how we're coming up around the corner and give you our early take on who we think the top seeds will be. And then, folks, we'll start to get into some uh, discussion a little bit of maybe about, uh, like I said, with our Fastlane predictions, too. So be sure to check that out next week. Of course, the following week, ladies and gentlemen, should be even better. We're going to have a lot to talk about going into St. Patrick's Day, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, with March Madness, of course. And, of course, give you our thoughts on who we think will win the final four, ladies and gentlemen. But, folks, next week we'll give you our early predictions on what the top seeds will be where, however, in our opinion, the top one seeds in each region. But we're not going to pick all the tournament, however. We're just going to pick our four teams some of the teams who we think will be the 4-1 seeds, but then next week or in two weeks, however, the day Raw comes to Pittsburgh, if you will, we'll have a lot to talk about and what will be a very special edition of St. Patrick's Week. So, folks, as I said, I do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine along with the Heartbreak Kid and the Rattlesnake joining me here this evening. It has been a fun night, Howard. We hope you're okay out there and safe out there throughout the week, Howard, with the weather, Howard. Stay dry, stay warm, and stay classy as always, Howard, folks. We'll be back next week, Howard, in the same time slot, but we'll also be back tomorrow night, Howard, at 7 p.m. with revisits. So, for the Human Suplex Machine, for the uh, Rattlesnake, and for Mr. WCW, however, this is the Iceman saying so long from the ringside area as things are still getting prepared as we speak, however, outside, however, 
here in Hotlanta, GA, at the 404 area, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you again, however, later this evening, and again tomorrow night with what should be our Double Whammy Tuesday, however, our Terrific Tuesday, two for Tuesdays, I like to call it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your evening. Be safe, be careful out there, and enjoy it. And as we take you out tonight, however, I think it's only fitting we have to play it one more time, ladies and gentlemen. We did it earlier in front of the man himself, however. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only fitting, however, for his birthday. So here it is, one more time, Ric Flair's theme. I had the wrong one. Sorry about that, folks. Happy birthday, Ric Flair. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.